When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello everyone and welcome to Smashbox TV's podcast 434. Terry Miller, the disc golf guy, alongside Johnny V. I told somebody just the other day. <laughs> In an email, a message to a bunch of some of our Patreon supporters, just notifying them of some of the Patreon changes that were going on. I said, we're 433 in, and I think I only have five or 600 more in me. So, yeah. Well, and, and at that point, I'm calling it quits. Wow, man. I can't I mean, wait for just, your retirement. <laughs> me too. <laughs> what will I do after that? I don't know. Probably suffer um, and have tech support <laughs> issues. That's my guess. <laughs> That's true. Well, you, there's going to be an official retainer that you're going to have to be on. Oh, I'll tell you you're that. You're still going to come to my house on Tuesday nights? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I, like, I, hey, I, I, I need a setup. <laughs> We're going to make it work. Well, welcome in, everyone. Again, 434. Tonight, special guest. He's going to be joining us in just a few moments. I heard he's going to give us all the inside scoop on the new players coming to Discraft. He's, uh, he's naming names, social security numbers, payments, contract details. Contract details. Yes. He's giving it all up tonight. Yeah, he's going to give it all to us. And that, of course, is Paul Uliberry. He's going to be joining us in just a few moments. I think besides all of the juicy deets, he's going to spill the tea, as the kids say. He's also uh, going to talk about a few things he has going on. But we're going to get to the bottom of all these other contracts, including uh, <laughs> including the latest drops. We saw that there's going to be a new Paul Macbeth, I don't know, 38-time champion uh, disc drop or something coming out next year. All those things. We're going to talk about discs that he just dropped that are available to the world, other instructional things. Uh, so we got a lot going on. So welcome in again, December 20th, 2022. And I think without further ado, we'll get right to him. Let's bring him in. Paul Uliberry, everyone. What's up, buddy? What's up, guys? Been yeah. a long time, man. Excited to chat with you guys. It just feels, I think it's probably been two to three months since we've checked in, but it does feel like so, such a long time considering for the many of you that have been following us for a long time, you were a regular guest back yes. when you had like the whole uh, injury issue and you'd come on <laughs> yeah. all the time. You'd be our after show guest. You'd be on till one, two in the morning out in Arizona or Portland or wherever you decided, California, wherever you decided to live that week. Yep. Yeah, well, I mean, then you got all big time on us. He's like, oh, I'm going to get my own house. I'm going to settle down. I'm going to be captain. So. I'm going to get big I time. I just stayed healthy-ish on my legs <laughs> so I could actually go out and tour a bit more. And uh, no, I miss you guys for sure. It's good to be back. And of course, I watch your guys' stuff all the time. I'm a big supporter, so love being back on the show. Well, and, we l- Yeah, and I was going to say, and you did really well this year at the end of the tour. It really felt like you were heating up at the wrong time. Like, <laughs> like you, you want to start a little sooner than that, but I mean, no, I guess yeah. no, no harm in doing it at two of the biggest events of the year, but really, time to get that motor started a little sooner next year. 
Yeah, do that. Yeah, I mean, I dealt, I dealt with a, a pretty bad injury to the shoulder mid-year. I mean, I missed catch at like seven straight um, Elite Series tournaments, which I think before that I missed eight total in my career. Mm. So it was like it was like a it was a tough middle of the year for sure. But uh, you know, came home and got some um, rehab on that, did some other things, and was feeling good towards the end of the year. But like you said, a little too early for that. Uh, let's take the momentum into twenty twenty three. And let's start right there when you talk about coming home and we've seen a lot of people, you know, shifting and or even going as far as settling down. Uh, I don't want to just say maturing. That's that's one minor component. But uh, growing up, adulting, settling down, mm-hmm. planting roots, whatever, however you want to word that uh, you were one of the guys that kind of jumped on that philosophy. Uh, so since it's been a while tell everybody where you're at and and what it's been to get to where you are and how you decided that. Yeah. So I'm in Rock Hill, South Carolina, which, um, about 35 minutes from downtown Charlotte, great location for disc golf. And and that's really where, you know, I decided to make the big move. I've always liked Rock Hill come here every year. So I was familiar with it. And then Charlotte being right there, you know, property was cheaper. And so, um, houses were cheaper. I could get a little land with the property and, um, I mean, it's a perfect place, man. Lots of disc golf everywhere. Pretty good weather. I mean, I'm pretty spoiled being from Arizona with that. You know, mm-hmm. you go out there for like Maricopa and stuff. It's it's, it's beautiful, but pretty good weather um, year round. You can play and practice all the time. So, yeah, I've been in this house for um, just over a year on the 15th. Yeah, and a lot of people... Well, first of all, anytime you go to Charlotte, you know, whether it's you're on the train or or uh, the trolley coming in or whatever, you always hear people talking about it's one of the fastest growing cities, one of the fastest growing large cities. And I think that's exciting to some degree. And then I think about, well, what's what's nearby? Where else do you want to be if you don't want to be in the, we'll say, hustle and bustle of a Charlotte? So... Mm did Rock Hill just jump out at you as the obvious choice or were you just saying, Hey, I want to be in the Charlotte Metro area and Rock Hill just happened to be uh, where you landed. I I would have preferred probably to be in Charlotte, honestly, but um, to get land there, you know, I got two acres here with a a decent size house. And for the same amount, I would have gotten a lot with, you know, a three bedroom, two bath. I got um, four bed, four bedrooms here with a garage and, you know, a little area to where I can throw my discs, have the dogs run out in the yard and play and stuff. So, I mean, you know, to get all that extra for a 35 minute drive to, you know, go to work when I do my lessons and stuff in Charlotte or play tournaments or, or whatever was, was well worth it. Now I know this is kind of a, a, an unplanned side tangent real quick, but one of the last times we were talking to both you and your brother, uh, we were talking about your, your gracious mother and family uh, that had uh, the devastation of the fire back at their house or your old house in Arizona. Uh, any quick updates as to how that's going, what the kind of the game plan is, how Pat and the rest of the crew are doing? Yeah. I mean, I just came from uh, Thanksgiving and like a month ago and, uh, we stayed on the new, on the new uh, they, so they built two studios right now and they, I, they plan on building more, but they have two, two studios that they live in now. So we got one of the guest studios so that they're, they're rebuilding. I mean, it's a process for sure, but the, the, I mean, if you had ever been to their house before, it was beautiful. These two studios that they have now are absolutely gorgeous and uh, yeah, they're, they're doing good. So for the people who helped out, I mean, that went a long ways and will forever be, indebted to them for sure. 
yeah, I know, you know, all part of that just completely resetting. Uh, you know, I remember seeing and talking to your mom and then seeing, you know, the videos of, you know, just the absolute destruction and everything and having to essentially start over as you're saying, I can't fathom, but here we are. And as you would expect your, your mom and the, uh, and the rest of the crew all rising and, uh, coming out on top, which is exactly what we would expect. My, my mom's the reason I'm on here. She, she asks every week, are you going to be on smash tonight? Just wondering. (laughs) I mean, every week. And so, I was talking to her this last week and she mentioned it again and I'm like, I have to reach out to them. And uh, so my mom's a big reason why, why I'm here Pat. for sure. Yeah. She's well, all- uh, uh, good. And I'm, I'm hoping I'll get to see her in a, in a couple of weeks. I'll be uh, hopefully heading back for the Shelly Sharp and a couple of the other mm-hmm. you know, early season here events coming up. So good to hear. Now, uh, as Johnny was just talking about, you closing out 2022, you know, you, you found yourself in a, in uncharted territory this year. And that fact that you struggled the way you did, or you had the injury to the degree you did, which led to then struggling, not cashing, taking more time off than you've ever done. Where are you right now in terms of from zero to a hundred percent, where do you put your physicality at at the moment? Tough to say. I mean, I haven't been playing a lot after I think I went and I played the last big tournament that I played was in um, Virginia for the uh, the wraparound tournament for yep, this year. Yep. I wanted to get Lake one of those Marshall. silver series things. I played great th- great there. Uh, I felt like my game towards the end of the year is as good as it's ever been, and I was playing I was playing well, and so I feel like it's right there. I mean, I'm healthy. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's all I feel like the has been the big issue with me for really the past decade is can I stay healthy, and if I am, then, uh, you know, I play good golf. Well, just don't do anything dumb in the off season. You know, don't, don't, yeah. <laughs> you get, you got a house. Well, now, year, I did do dumb stuff. Now, now that it's almost 2023, this craft won't get that mad at me, but I was coyote hunting and I snapped my ankle, uh-uh. um, coyote hunting. Did you and, step in a bear uh, so trap? I, no, I fell off a log. Okay. Um, I fell off a log into a Creek, snapped my ankle, um, had a minor fracture of, of the ankle. So going into the all-star event, I was playing on a fractured ankle going in through all of Vegas. I was playing on a fractured ankle. And I think that's what ended up being the demise of the shoulders because then I was compensating and throwing all arm. And so that got all out of whack. And so, uh, yeah, we're not, we're not going hunting anymore. Um, <laughs> we're playing it safe this off season, let's say. And, uh, I, look, you, you think I, I really so. look forward to it. You think so yeah, until, yeah, you uh, until you're you like, on a, you know, mowing the lawn and you step in a rabbit hole or something <laughs> dumb. And we're like, Jesus, Yuli, seriously. Well, well, I have like a young soul, you know, I want to get out there and play basketball and play sports like I used to. And I've done a good job this off season of not doing any of that. Been playing more golf and uh, um, playing traditional golf as well. That's a very low impact sport, <laughs> which is which is awesome. And so. You know, I, I, I made a, a point to stay out, stay off of the coyotes win every time. <laughs> Let me tell you what. Yeah. Have you, you seen the cartoons? I mean, they are tenacious then. No, so the coyote always loses that. in the cartoons, Terry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Roadrunner wins. Not against me. I'm not a natural born hunter, I guess. <laughs> what is, what is the most basic, mundane, boring, 30 something year old white male thing that you do like what is like he just said it well (laughs) Uh, i'm thinking around the house or like 
I mean, you take, presumably you're taking care of pretty much everything, but like, what, what are you, you know, at the end of the day, you're like, huh, got that done. And it was like, just something you weren't thinking about as a 12 year old or a 15 year old. And now like, yep, this is also just part would, of being I an would, adult. I would say mowing the lawn, but that's what I did when I was 12. So yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, what do I do? I don't know. That's a great question. I'm like uh, emptying the leaves out of the, 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 gutter. the gutter or, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, or, there's or raking leaves. I hire, I, mean, I hire people to do that, man. <laughs> see, yeah, he's, not, see, he's, yeah, smart. Yeah. he's not getting on a ladder, yeah. you know? <laughs> no, and by the way, sounds dangerous. leaf guard, way to go, 100% every time. Okay. Don't sweat it. Yeah. I and, mean, uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the house, you know, I'm fortunate enough to... Um, be engaged to like the most beautiful, wonderful woman ever. And she takes care of the house. She's amazing. Um, and so there's not a lot for me to do. I mean, she's, she's up on all that stuff. Of course not outside. I do the lawn and I make sure to do the leaves and it hire somebody at least. Otherwise I'd have to do it. So, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, I'm, I'm lucky in that regard. I mean, we definitely built a good life over here. Uh, team captain doesn't That's have time great. for that. So let's, let's segue into, uh, the last couple of days, We've seen now the second edition of the Captain's Raptor uh, that's yep. been released via our friends over at Discraft, of course. Uh, break down some of the changes, what people should expect. Uh, how, how did the it come about to have it changed up from last year's version? Yeah, so, I mean, just feedback from the fans and, uh, you know, the top pros that use it. I mean, it was a big hit last year. Uh you know, like Beth bags it, Dickerson, all of the elite players love the, love the disc. And so we just wanted to make um, it into a different plastic for a different feel. We also made it a little bit more domey, so it's going to have a little bit more glide. It's still just as stable, just has a little bit more glide. So you'll be able to fit that, like, you know, right next to it, maybe for a longer flex shot or something. But, yeah, no, Discraft knocked it out of the park again. I mean, I get tagged in a you know, a couple hundred posts a day of people finally getting them in their hands and out there throwing. I've already had, I've seen like four or five people ace with it, which is awesome. And so people, people are loving it, man. I'm stoked. Uh, and for the foreseeable future, do we expect to see kind of that limited release each year? Is that something that you guys uh, had, had yeah. arranged? Yeah. So in my contract, you know, I signed a five-year contract extension with them. And they give me that disc every year to um, release it one time a year. And however many we sell in that, you know, it's unlimited. So if we sell 200,000, we sell 200,000. If we sell 10,000, we sell 10,000. And so it's a good way to, you know, for me to market, you know, the crap out of it all year and hopefully have those top, top pros keep throwing it. And then, you know, hopefully we'll gain traction and that will be one of the more popular discs um, moving forward, which right now it's, it seems to be trending in that direction. I really like I really like that, uh, that methodology of, you know, you want it, you buy it, you get it period. And then that's how many they make and you're done for the year. Mm. Um, Just to the fact that it, we're not going to see, you know, in we'll say September or July, suddenly like, oh, here's we we found a thousand more captains raptors yeah. or or whatever. I really do like that. If you want it, you can get it, and th- and that's that's the way it works. It's we we went through too many years of slim pickings for for golf discs over the last two or three. That I, I really it, it helps eliminate a lot of the scalping. It helps eliminate a lot. Just get it, man. Just buy one. Yep. Yeah, and uh, I'll be the first to admit. 
and I've said this in a few other places that uh, I kind of slept on it this year. And but then I remembered, oh no no no, I didn't last year. So here's my official public plea to everyone out there: I am willing to trade some from last year for somebody that might have too many from this year. If somehow you still have any in stock, uh, I see Daddy Disc Golf out here on the on the board says he stocked up with quite a few. So if there's somebody that's interested, I don't know what values look like right now, but if there's somebody that's interested, I have good trade bait because. Yuli, I bought a lot of them last year. I mean, a <laughs> yeah. lot. Like, like I like think I should get a spare room in your house. I was going to say, make it, like, the bath- make it the bathroom. Yeah, I think I got a lot <laughs> right. of them last year. So uh, I'm ha- I'm happy to, you know, pay for your, your uh, landscaping for the year or whatever I did with that <laughs> purchase. Yeah, but. last year was crazy because it was the first time they really ever um, opened an unlimited amount. And at the time, I believe retailers were getting like whatever your deal was. Like you can only get 50 or whatever um, mm-hmm. because they weren't making enough discs. And so once they opened it up to, oh, I can buy a certain disc and I can buy as many as I want, a lot of people went um, and bought a lot. So yeah. there's a lot of that first run Captain's Raptor out there, which is awesome because, you know, people like that first run. And so at least I know that they'll be able to find it for a while. Yeah, well, and that's just it. Is a first run will always, always for whatever reason, whether it is due to flight or design or colors or or whatever the combination is, the first run always like keep a special place in people's hearts, no matter what. So I know I've got some good good trade bait there, and uh, I could swap out some of this year's for last year's if some people are up for it. All right, so uh, that all went down in the last couple of days. Of course, like you said, you've yep. been seeing the tags, a lot of people talking about it, and the and the, the discs are out there moving around. Uh, did I also see another post uh, of another big project you're working on? Is that what I saw? Yeah, so I, we just launched the Power Disc Golf Academy, which is um, partnering with uh, my friend David, who um, is a business guy. He does a lot of like... Uh, podcast like what's that entrepreneuring stuff i think i heard something like that yeah yeah and um so he he's in charge of uh well he's got a lot of students so he can train like people how to do podcasts or whatever so he's got a lot of students across the country so he has um good ties with a lot of good videography videography pardon me and so perfect guy to team up with this has been something that i've wanted to do for a long time is to get like an online tutorial um class going you know, I started the Institute, which is in-person stuff. And I have my brother on there and Dan Hastings and a few people scatter across the country to where, you know, that's a website people can go on and um, book an hour lesson or a two hour lesson with those guys and myself when my schedule um, allows it. But because my schedule is so tough, you know, it's been hard for me to put in that time. A couple of years ago, I was able to do like 40 lessons in the off season. And then this one came and I've just been stro- so strapped with time. So we uh, did our pre-release um, a couple days ago. And that pre-release is $50 until December 31st. And so you can get in the in the door. After that, it's going to go up to $200. Now, this is just basically you'll have a lifetime access for 50 bucks to all these videos that we're doing. And I'm talking about like the highest quality tutorial stuff that you'll see which I'm lucky to um, be involved with because he has all the co- co- those connections. And I fly to Austin in January to film them all. And we plan on filming close to 100 videos with all across the map with form form stuff, breaking down forms, 
drills. I mean, how my mind works, mental stuff all the way down from A to Z. So big project. Um, but we knocked it out of the park with the pre-release. We got a lot of support, which was awesome. And now, uh, you know, I look forward to, um, filming all this content. (laughs) And I'm assuming that this is something that you're probably going to keep up on, right? Like every off season, go out and and knock them out. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when I get through all the 100 level classes, I can get to Yuli 200, you know, and, uh, and move on from there. That's great. Yeah, I just really, there's a lot of free stuff online. And I realize that there's a lot of YouTube stuff. In my opinion, it's not visually appealing. And I wanted to get some, give something that somebody could go on and all the breakdowns. And it's the best camera work that you got. You know, it's basically like post-production versus live right now is pretty good. And live's catching up. But there's so much information. I wanted to give a little structure as well to where we can start you from the beginning and then have lessons all the way up to, you know, the highest levels of, you know, um, even if you're just stepping into the, like the pro field, there'll be stuff for you on there as well. So a couple of years ago, right here on the show, I believe we had Will Schusterick and he had some very similar plans. Uh, and we've also, and, and even prior to that, of course, we've seen like Deep in the Game with Avery Jenkins and Dismania. Uh-huh. Scott Stokely has done a number of different things. Back on VHS, folks, for those of you that know what a VHS tape is. <laughs> I think they got released uh, on DVD at one point. <laughs> they, they, I think they did too. But uh, So we've seen some of those. And then more recently was Will Schusterick uh, as he yeah. came out with uh, Disc Golf Instruction. And it, it's I don't want to say it sounded eerily similar, but obviously it sounded somewhat similar in in getting a great production crew there was a lot of excitement around it and we know that will has now taken on a different role not only with prodigy but then obviously yeah, had the addition to his family and fatherhood and some and some you know very serious complications uh with that but i think that's maybe even to, to what johnny was asking is it we often see and this is generically speaking we often see these really great ideas but sometimes they fizzle. And I yeah. I guess I ask, like, how how can you challenge yourself to make sure that you're staying up with it to providing that content? Because you're going to only get busier and mm-hmm. more successful. Staying on top of this is going to be not only a, a huge feat, but it's also going to be... Um, tough to probably stay motivated for it or or not i mean how how do you how do you how do you plan to stay on yeah, top of it yeah so i feel like the big difference with this is you know with like uh what will schusterick did he was doing a lot of form breakdowns that takes mm-hmm. a lot of time to where people are sending in their videos and then he's coaching them okay that's not what i'm trying to do here i'm trying to find do that prior right and okay. have a bunch of videos breaking down what n- normally would happen, you know, like finding a lot of flaws that I see that amateurs do and a lot of maybe mental things that amateurs do. And then also explaining it down to a T breaking down form, you know, good form and bad form, comparing them and then giving a product like that. So that I'm not having to, you know, have you send in and having 500 people send me a form thing and be like, Hey, help me out. You know, I'm, what the goal is, is to cover that stuff in those videos beforehand. And so, like you said, what if it fizzled out? That information will be there forever, mm-hmm. right? And if somebody can get in there for the price of two discs right now, and then I help them improve two strokes, I mean, I feel like that's worth it. You know I, what I, I mean? I, I think that they're going to get those two discs back in uh, in tournament winnings 
Uh, or I they mean, won't lose two but, deaths, but and you, that's like winning two. I mean, that's almost double simply, that. Yeah, by simply not losing them because you're throwing better shots. I mean, if you need some but stand-ins for bad form, Terry and I will fly down to Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just watch these, laugh at these guys here. Um, so does that kind of answer your question? I'm it, not it, trying to take on like this this crazy project. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to do is provide a great tutorial program that is already filmed that you can go through and watch. And then I don't have to break down your farm. Hopefully I do it in a way that you're able to help yourself by watching this, you know, and there's a lot of, this isn't like first time this is done. This is in every single sport. If you, if you go, if you want to learn how to golf, there's thousands of videos you can pay for to do this, you know, at high levels or basketball, even like we just saw uh, a few years ago, I was watching um, TV and Steph Curry had his, his shooting technique. Yeah. His master sure class. A lot of those. But I, Fred McGriff I taught you me how to not... play baseball. I was throwing <laughs> baseballs into trash cans. <laughs> exactly. And did he come up with three new videos at each, each season? Uh, he was before the internet. I, yeah, I know that's a, that's a really old joke for a lot of old people. Um, no, but I mean, I, I think didn't you get it. <laughs> that's fine that's fine you're not quite as old as us um but uh but no i mean i think that's great because you're right the form reviews take a lot of time and it, yep. it's constant and consistent and every form is a little different so you really need to get into it if you can create a a, a structural system or a classwork that someone can follow yep. and get to a certain point or improve it and then you've got a year to go through all hundred or whatever how many other videos you guys make you can come back the next year after taking any sort of opinions if, if for people that follow the class that they can email you and be like, hey, I'd really love to know, you know, I'd love to know how you throw grenades, thumbers, forehand, yeah. whatever you want to go that you can work in the on season on creating additional content to come out for the next year. I, I, I like the idea that it's not a constant that your time isn't constantly, we'll say, attacked right. by a lot of people and that you can really take it chunks at a time. Yeah, and I mean, there's going to be times where where I get on and and onto our our website, and then we have people on, and I can break down forms for them right there. But that's just going to be a perk. That's not going to be an obligation for me. You, you, you get what I mean? Yeah. And I also want to keep doing in person lessons. I love in person lessons as well. Like that's one of my favorite things. So, I mean, I feel like this is just a good compliment to you know the institute that we already started, and now we will have like an online program that people can get on especially when i don't have time i think yeah. it's a win-win yeah real quick but well um well we continue to break it down where where can we find this i want to put a link out there i wanted to sign up and i can't find the sign up where, where am i finding this powerdga.com powerdga.com there you all go all right learn to master the art of disc golf from one of the best to ever play the game you, you can, I didn't write that. Uh, I didn't write that. I was going to make a joke. I was going to like, you got Macbeth on here? <laughs> Ouch. Oh, I harsh. didn't write it. I didn't write it. All right. I'm going to get started. How do um, I get on board with this? I do want to, I want to quickly follow this I was this just going to ask if there, if there's multiple levels, is it just a one, like, I'm like, going to find out, it, mofo. It, is it instructional? Is it just hey, 50, 50 is bucks a, and you so get this is a pre- thing? No, no. You, you sign up now, you get nothing until February. And that's why it's $50. I want to deal on Captain Raptors. After that, it's going to be $200 a year. Okay. So we're doing the pre-release. I'm flying it there in January, filming all the content, and then we're releasing it hopefully in in February. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Before I put this money in here, 
uh, clarify again. So you just said uh, it's forty nine ninety nine, right? Yep, or fifty uh-huh. bucks. That's that's a lifetime membership, right? Is that what you're saying, or is that annual? Yep, that's nope. That's a lifetime membership. Oh that gosh. is forever. Uh, and then if you don't get in at the fifty dollars, it's then going to be two hundred a year. You said. Yep. All right. All right. You better get ah. my money here in a minute. Enter your six-digit code. Terry, what's your six-digit code? What uh, you just want me to send you some of those Raptors. That's what's going on. Right no, now. no, no. No, he's, he's literally paying. He's one. getting into his PayPal right now. Oh, I'm going to give you my money. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, uh, my gosh. All so right. what, what prompted this, Yuli? I know you and I have talked for years a little bit off and on about doing some of the things. Like, what? why now? What's what's the what's the impetus? What's the impetus? Why now? Yeah. I mean, like I said, we started the the institute, which is you know my plan with that is to have coaches from all over the country on there and just have a hub to where if somebody wants to sign up for a lesson, they can go there. And then I want to have online presence as well to where you know I do a lot of stuff on my YouTube for free with down the fairways, but that's filming my phone. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to give a good product out there to the people. And so I just feel like it's a perfect marriage for online to go with the Institute because coaching is what I love. It's what I want to do after I'm done playing. You know, I have uh, hopes to be able to coach world champions someday. Like, I really feel like that's something that the sport's missing. In every sport, people have coaches. In in disc golf, we have ourselves and that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I give this example all the time. If let's say Paul Macbeth, if I went on the road with Paul Macbeth and it was my sole purpose to make Paul Macbeth better, I know for a fact I would. And it's not because I'm going to give him all this information of skill and this, but to have somebody keep you honest in your practice, to have somebody who makes sure you go to the gym, to have have somebody who makes sure you're eating right. That's what a lot of those coaches do. Some of those people they're so good. They don't have to do much. You know what I mean? You think there was a lot of people coaching Michael Jordan, like he did it his own way, but making sure that he was in the gym, maybe he was one of those people who was like, no, I'm going every day. And he kept himself accountable. But most kids, especially kids, they might have a lot of talent, but they don't keep themselves accountable because there's a lot of fun things to do out there. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so I really feel like that's one of the things that is missing right now is is there's no coaches yeah yeah and and i think we're seeing like you said there's a very small subset of people that are diving into this uh more and more frequently and you know and i know even to this day obviously scott stokely being one of them yourself uh dan Uh hastings and and this small collection uh i think philip bartholomew uh works with uh stokely as well i know he's in that kind of in that general area uh it feels like that's where we're seeing but that's still uh, when you think of the people that are out there most frequently now obviously you always have your your course pros and and you could walk up to philo just about anywhere and he's going to give you you know a quick uh, pointer or tip and he offers some lessons as well but yeah. we just we don't have a lot of people that are solely focused or really really honed in on that one specific component of our game which is you know uh, is just the overall coaching of it so yeah, I, I love it. Well, I am signed up, Yuli. I don't know if I'm member number <laughs> one, but I'm. it says you're in. Click the button to oh. get started. I, I mean, I, I don't see any videos. I'm I a little disappointed, but I, I, I'm officially in. And if I'm not a world champ, 
like I'll, I'll even say Masters World Champ. I'll, I'll be realistic. If I'm not a Masters World Champ in like two years, I might come after you for a refund. Technically, you are a global. Hey man, that champ. gets you access to our Facebook page too. We just got done doing a huge giveaway today, so you barely ah, missed it. it. But we're gonna be we're giving we're doing I think five or six giveaways for a stack of discs, and a couple of those are the Raptors you're looking for. So oh, make sure you get yes. in there, <laughs> put your name in there. Some great chats going on already. Some good oh, interaction. Gosh. I just did a live on that um, Facebook group a couple days ago, and so the only way you get in is by. Being a member of the Academy. Well, I am a member. So, okay. So, uh, you were also, <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, I, I, if I recall, I signed up for Wills as well. Uh, you know, and, and I did too. I, I, I did love too. the idea of supporting, you know, what you guys are doing. I love the idea. Obviously, if you're, if you're frugal like me, uh, you get in now so that you forever have access to it. That I think that sounds like a good deal as well. So that sounds exciting. It really is a good deal. Man. <clears throat> um, so, yeah. Uh, Speaking of your YouTube and some of your content, did I did I see what are you putting out? I mean, obviously, vlogmas and and more frequent postings come as a part of the off season routine for our players. Sure. Yourself, Casey White, uh, Simon, not so much this year. Eagle, not so much this year. But in general, we're seeing a lot of our players ramp it up with off season content. Uh, what's been your game plan, and 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 how long is that going to go for? So one of the things was my YouTube channel went dead for about five months. My mm-hmm. editor um, had some stuff go on, so I didn't have an editor. I don't edit. Don't know how really. You know, I did a little bit when I first started, but I found an editor kind of right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to do it all myself. So I wanted, I, I was really mad that the YouTube channel, I left it neglected for that long. And I felt like Vlogmas was a perfect time to get it reamped again. And so that's kind of why I got in on it is to uh, put a lot of content out there kind of right away since I didn't have any. Vlogmas has been a nightmare, honestly. It's a yeah. lot of work. It's a lot of work, isn't it's it? It's a lot of work. Are you committed yeah, to daily? Like a daily Vlogmas? Yeah. Uh, okay. I posted everything every day after this. You know, I just got back from Putting League and uh, I filmed a little vlog, um, probably my worst one. So. Oh, okay. This is Looking not a forward to, that. to go check it out. <laughs> Man, you're um, really it was, selling yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, but I have some good stuff on there. I mean, I got anything from doubles rounds to um, Ezra Aderhold came to um, Charlotte for a little bit, and he really helped me out with it to where we got a lot of content out there. So I really want to um, shout out him for being awesome and doing that for me because without him, I mean, it would have been even worse. And then, uh, you know, I also wanted to get some of my daily life, what I do, um, so that there's one episode of me playing Fortnite on there, going to the golf course, um, just hanging out with buddies, doing some stuff in my game room. Um, so there's a good variety on there for Vlogmas for sure. But the, please don't watch the one tonight. It's going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, watch it and comment it, everybody. Let, yeah. it, let it know how yeah. great it is. Yes, uh, top-level stuff. Now, I think someone posted earlier saying uh, that you might have been their doubles partner for uh, for the putting league or competition tonight yes uh, any, yes uh, aaron and you're 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 home already is that a good or a bad sign that you're already bad uh, sign okay we had a we listen listen you can blame aaron charlotte's uh-huh. got a lot of good putters man charlotte's got a lot of good putters we went three and two but tonight it was crazy because there was 102 people at putting league 102 and that's a it, lot is that random draw putting partners then 
Yeah, yeah. And I was at Random one probably draw. four or five years ago because it was right around the time of USDGC. It, was it at one of the breweries uh, with a couple of food yeah, carts? Yeah, Lenny, Lenny Boy Brewery is is the name of it. Okay. And is that the one it's been at for a few years now or is, or is it shifted That's, around? I think it's the only one. I don't want to say it's the only I'm pretty sure it's been there every year. Okay. I want to say 102 people. And I know, I know there's going to be a vlog for this, but 102 yeah. people, like, what is that? Just describe. Cause some people are like, Hey, we can't get more than nine people at our local putting league. You it's know, cr- it's, explain it's it. crazy. Man. It's crazy. I mean, it's an awesome experience. There's just disc golfers everywhere. 102 of them. <laughs> um, they run a great league. I mean, they have it down to a T to where they have a big monitor. They have all your, um, opponents up there on a big monitor to where you can know exactly when you're supposed to go. They have, I mean, a bunch, how many stations do they have? I have no idea how many stations, but they get through it and you're done. Typically germ told me this. Cause I'm like, Hey germ, I'm not coming. If it's not going, if I can't get out of there by nine and he's like, Oh, you'll be done by nine hundred and two people. There's no, there. I guarantee they're still playing. I <laughs> wow. guarantee they're still playing. So well, I was lucky we- that I got out of the I was just going to say, we appreciate but, you not performing your best so that you could be here on the show. And that's really what you were doing. It might have been at Aaron's uh, apparel or, yeah, but you're you're here. So we appreciate that. Aaron made the winning putt twice. So okay. we went three and two. You had to go four and one. So it was mm. a tough night um, to just get into a playoff to go to, I think, the top eight teams move on. Um. And so you had to go four and one to just get in a playoff to get eighth or something like that. So there was a lot of five and O teams. And so it works like this. You, you put uh one, if you make it, that's one point. If you make two, that's three points and you play to 11. Mm. It's kind of like horseshoes. Your partner's yep. over there. You're here. You're going against the guy. And then you just do that until 11 and you're done. But awesome atmosphere. I mean, they got a bunch of people running this show and they do an amazing job. Plus, it's at a brewery, so you got food, you got um, drinks, of course. So people are just having a good time talking disc. I mean, it was wild tonight. Plus, they had a gift exchange. So I went there. I didn't have uh, my gift wrapped, of course, so I had to go over there and wrap it up. I was telling the guy, I'm like, my mom's going to kill me if she ever sees this wrapping job because <laughs> it was, you know, it was one of those bad folds and then just put it out there. But so they're doing good stuff, man. Yeah. And that's all the Charlotte club, right? Or is yeah. that, is that, yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. I just like, think about, think about how big the scene is here. If you got 200 or 200, 102 people showing up for a putting league. I mean, that's bananas. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Again, I was there a few years ago. Uh, it was extra big due to the uh, USDGC, you know, influx. Yeah. But it's just, it's such an awesome atmosphere. And it really, you know, and that was pre-COVID. And it really, uh, you know, just kind of drove home the point to the rest, of, I think, a lot of people of like, hey, come winter months in some of these less than amazing places like Wisconsin, come winter months, like find a bar, find a bowling alley, find a place. It might not be an open air brewery, but find somewhere that's got a little bit of space and, and host a a putting league of sorts. And I know marksman, you know, with dynamic Discs has really uh, jumped into being um, a specific style of league. That's a great opportunity as well there. And we've had a few in Milwaukee. It's uh, it's pretty awesome. Is there going to be one in Milwaukee this year? I haven't heard anything. I know, 
know, uh, starting uh, in just a few weeks, uh, Midi, uh, who yep. I'm wearing their shirt, uh, they're doing a Sunday night league. It's it's kind of their own format, but it's at Broken Bat right by your work. Perfect. Cross the street from uh, work. Yeah, every Sunday, I think, for like eight or ten weeks from three to six. So, again, a nice. different style, but yep. you're indoors. It can be where it's 18 degrees like it is right now, and come on indoors to a bar, and they've got a really great setup uh, here in the Milwaukee area. So that's just one of many uh, that's going on. So, wow, so, leagues are awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I feel like there is, well, of course, everyone goes into it with a different agenda, but I feel like they can be just as much social, social. as they can be uh, truly helpful to your game. Either way, you're putting under a little bit of pressure, and it forces you to get out every week and do something with your discs mm-hmm. when, you know, in a place like Wisconsin, you may otherwise kind of steer away from going outside and playing if you're not a big winter golfer. This gives you like that thing to look forward to. Oh, absolutely. When I was injured with the torn ACL, we had a nice um, putting league in Seattle and it was, I looked forward to it every week because it was the only thing I could do, you know, to compete was, was putting league and it was an absolute blast. I'll never forget that, but they do a great job over there, man. Super stoked for them. Yeah, the, the no shock. We all we are, of course with the Disc Golf Pro Tour wrapping up in Charlotte these last few years for the Tour Championship, and then all the conversation that goes about. And that's kind of how I led this, started this conversation is about where you landed, where you decided you wanted to set up and or settle down, and how Charlotte and the Charlotte area. It it feels like it's on every disc golfer's list to at least go check out. Right now, are there other golfers yeah. that have? I mean, obviously, Big Germ had his roots there and such, but is there other golfers that have, are still contemplating? Wasn't Kevin Jones at one point looking in that area? I know Paige Kevin did lived, at one point, Kevin right? Lives, Kevin lives in Charlotte. Yeah. Okay. He bought a house. So. Um, a lot of good golfers here. Haley sure. King uh, settled of, down there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of good golfers here. Um, I mean, it's a place to be. And, you know, it was cool because this last Sunday – you know, there was a Pittsburgh Steeler game that came to town. And uh, that's why I had to wear the jersey to the putting league because it was like a, a small flex, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I had a lot of angry, angry putters. That's why I lost. They they dug deep. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess that can play that can play either way. You either, you either you know, put them put into a little in tizzy or. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we, we can't let you go without talking about your captain's duties, your team manager duty, whatever you're uh-huh. doing these days, because it is it is that season. We're seeing players yeah. that are that are dropping their current sponsors or, or being dropped, depending on who you ask and who you talk to. What's on the agenda for Discraft? Like, how, and, and I guess things, I'll start big like, I, things. I, I, say, I, I mean, guess I'll start with mind you. blowing things, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll start with you. How much involvement do you have with it? Like, are, are you are you out there, quote unquote, recruiting? Are you out there talking them up? Are you how, how much does Bob do versus what you do? Like, what what are the, you know, yeah. uh, difference so, in roles? So Bob, Bob's the manager. So he's a team manager. He does all that stuff. Um, I'm the captain. So unfortunately, if uh you know, we're moving in different directions. I'm the guy who gives that call. So Mm. Bob like makes me do the dirty work. You know what I mean? (laughs) No. Um, I do do some recruiting for sure. Um, which I love doing. I mean, this craft is so amazing. I I want all my, my close friends to be on the team. I mean, they've treated me so well, um, that if you do 
if if you are a great player, this is the company to be. I truly believe that because it's not just given you earn it and then you'll see the rewards. You know what I mean? They, uh, for example, like when I left Prodigy, I said, hey, I don't want a different contract from you guys. I want the same thing I'm getting. I was getting from Prodigy for the for the past six years. I got the same thing. And I said, I want the same thing. I don't want anything else. Sign me to a three-year contract. I'll be the team captain. But after that three years, if I work my butt off, I want a good contract, you know? Because I kind of felt like the sport was getting there. And so for three more years, I made the same thing that I made when I went from Prodigy. And sure enough, they were the first people to hook it up and they make, and they gave me a great contract. So I know from personal experience, you go there and you put in work and you put in positive work and you get rewarded. And that's what I want from my friends. And speaking to just that, what advice do you give others? Because I'm sure some people are, are teetering and we're seeing people leave companies. We're seeing a few people get picked up and so on and so forth. But what advice uh, you know, either would you either give generically or to anyone specifically when they're looking at either different companies to go to or what they should be looking for in a sponsor? What are some of the things that you usually would say to someone in that position? I mean, I, I feel like it's pretty easy. Uh, my point is, if you're lazy, then go to someone who's just going to pay you now. But if you want to work hard, there's a future, you know, there's a big future. And that, and that's, pro- I'm not saying that's not with every company because that is with every single company as well. But I've had the personal experience of watching it happen for me and other players at, at, at Discraft. And so that, that's what I say. I say bet on yourself. You know, that's the biggest thing. Like sure. You might not make a lot, maybe the first year, but if you prove that you're worth it and that you can push product with your brand and you can, and you can, learn to brand yourself, be a great representative of the sport, play well, you know, there's a big time career um, waiting for you. Whether it's with Discraft or the other manufacturers, you've got your, uh-huh. you've got your ear on the, the train tracks. You know what's going on. Sure. Are you seeing any sort of trends in sponsorship these days? Like, I feel like we kind of are maybe past the, the ginormous contract period yeah. of our sport, at least, Maybe we've peaked a little bit and we're coming down. Are, are, are you seeing any other sort of trends coming? Are, are we starting to shed mid-level players? I mean, do, are those big contracts coming to say coming to roost for some of the manufacturers? Like, what do you see as the future of sponsorship right now? I, I, I mean, do we have mid-level that's players great, that should be sponsored? That's a great question. I I feel like yes in a way, but I, the, the sport is, has to move in that direction. At some point you're going to have like underground team. I feel like is super important to have that, you know, and that's in, you look in traditional golf and they have that, you know, they have a lower tier of sponsorship, but the, the top guys in the world, there's going to be so many of them very soon. And so how are you going to be able to, you know, keep giving these big contracts out? Well, I feel like the, the answer is simple. Can that player put their name on a disc and sell a million of them? Because then it's worth it, right? Or sell however much money they need to accumulate that million dollar contract. Is that player worth it? That's really what it comes down to, you know? And so as long as the supplier has the product to put somebody's name on and then they can make the money back 
and make them, you know, obviously the company wants to make money, then it's a win-win situation. And and that's another reason why I feel like a lot of people have a tough time with the social media aspect and stuff. Well, guess what? If you're not a world champion and you're not like Ricky Wysocki and Paul McBeth winning multiple world titles in all the elite series, how are you going to be able to go to a company and say, I'm worth a million bucks? You're not. But if you can prove that you put your stamp on some something and they sell that product just the same as they sell Paul's or Ricky, which isn't possible right now in the sport. <laughs> but if you can do that, there is a pathway to that, you know? Have you been surprised by any uh, either additions or, or drops or anything that you've been seeing uh, in this offseason? Has any... At any point, have you saw a player make an announcement one way or another, and you're like, huh, I didn't see that coming, or wow, that's crazy. Has there been any of those for you? Not really. I mean, at this point, we saw a lot of moving and shaking last year, you know, with a lot of players, and I think that's just going to be the way that it is moving forward. There's going to be people moving here and moving there. People are looking for the dollar bill, man, and when the – you know, if they can leave someplace and go get it somewhere else, then that's what they're going to do. I mean, as an independent contractor, that that's an obligation to yourself, you know? Do you feel now, and I think you're in a really unique position for this question, do you feel knowing that you, you, you know, represent and talk to Discraft in the way you do as a, as a captain, but then also you as a player, do you feel that players are, asking too much or that sponsors aren't giving out enough. So you just got done saying what I mean by that is, yeah, you just got done saying that people have to look for that dollar. My question is, do you feel this is very generic? This isn't just discraft. Do you feel like sponsors are still a little stingy with their dollars or do you feel like some players are just too, too, I don't want to say greedy, but they're just simply asking for too much. They're overvaluing themselves. Do you feel like there's one or, or the other? It's, it's, it's a tough question, Terry, because let's just say player A is comparing himself to Paul McBeth, okay? And player A has won a few tournaments before in like the last couple of years. What's 10% of what his contract is? And then they look at themselves and they go, well, I I feel like I'm that guy. I feel like I deserve that. So I feel like, of course, there's people who are overplaying their hand. Absolutely. That's always going to happen. I mean, like for for myself, like I've always overplayed my hand. I've always thought that I was worth the most out of anybody. That's just my mindset, you know. But I'm also not afraid to put in the work and, and, and work hard. Now, as far as the manufacturing goes, it's going to be both, both sides. You know, you're going to have that same answer. I feel like from, yes, of course there's people who are playing their hand and yes, there's going to be sponsors who aren't willing to pay whatever that is. But on the flip side, there is proof that if you sell enough product, you can make a million dollars a year. That's the peak right now in the game. And so now it's about the companies shuffling the players shuffling to try to get something close to that, you know? And so it's the player's obligation to be like, no, I'm 10% of that. I want hundred grand a year or whatever that I'm, I hope that's close to the 10%. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'm yeah. just kidding. You nailed it. <laughs> you get what I'm saying though? <laughs> yeah. You mapped it out. You're right. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah and I just, I think every single time, and this includes today, we saw a couple more, in this case, FPO women leave. Immediately, understandably, the internet kind of goes ablaze, and, and, and you'll see a very divided internet. Shocking, I know. Yeah. But some will say, oh my God, so-and-so's not paying them, them enough. They should pay whatever they want. Blah, blah, blah. You need to keep that person. That's crazy that they let them go. And then other people are saying, hey, wait a minute. You have no idea what they were asking for. You can't just ask for a blank check. They're not worth you yeah. know, probably half as much as what they asked for. And and clearly, there's only a handful of people in the world that know the, what the real situation is. But that's where yeah. I just wonder... Because we've seen these big contracts, because there's so many things that, at, that play into it, I wonder how many players are just unrealistically knocking on Discraft or Innova or whomever, knocking on the door saying, yeah, I'd like to renew. Here's, here's what I think I'm now worth. And I wonder how many of those are just way out of whack. I mean, the manufacturers have the numbers. They can, they can flat out look yeah. and say, you know, you're, you are selling you this much product. Exactly. And that's, and that's the beautiful thing about it is, of course, they're overplaying their hand, but at the end of the day, the manufacturers can, can go, well, this is what you sold. Mm-hmm. Now, I only know what Discraft does. I don't know how the other teams work, but you could come into a problem where they're not making enough product for you to sell as well, and so sure. the numbers could be skewed. It, I'm not sure how that works over there, but at Discraft, they make they make a lot of products. <laughs> And so if you're selling a lot of product and it sells, the big thing is too, does it sell better with your name on it? I I was just going to say that. I feel like that's such a slippery slope because if you, and and I'll be the first to admit it, I've never been shy that I'm a comet. I love throwing a comet. The comet is as great of as a disc as we all know that it really is. Because we're smart golfers, we know the comet is truly a great disc. And I'll say that till I die. It's not hot or yeah, cool or sexy or outselling uh, mm-hmm. a lot of other discs that Discraft makes. So just aligning yourself or putting your name on the wrong disc, we all know, wrong, I'll use in air quotes, but that that's tough too, isn't it? But that kind of goes into what I'm what I'm saying with you. Make your are are you worth it to where they can put your name on that disc and you can sell product? Or do you want to bet on yourself or do you want to go the safe route. If you put Paul McBeth's name tomorrow on the comment, how many is he going to sell? He's going to sell enough to all get of them, money back like for right? all, all of them. <laughs> you get what I mean? And uh, that's yeah. where I feel like, I feel like this is an easy answer. Can your name go on a disc and can it sell? And if it can, because you have so many fans out there and you win so many tournaments and you're on social media as much as you are, will that sell better than if it was just sitting on the shelf. And that's what the manufacturers, I feel like, are going through right now. Okay, so, um, like I said, player B, are you going to sell more than Paul McBeth? Then you're never going to get the million-dollar contract. It's that simple. And as we know, every manufacturer is different. What you sell, I mean, let's say you sell 50,000 discs. Player A sells 50,000 discs with Discraft. Discraft looks Mm -hmm. at it and goes, "Eh, okay, cool. But you go to... uh, a Dynamic discs and 50,000 might be a totally different look for them. Like, oh, you sell 50,000 discs? Amazing. We're bringing you on. And again, I'm just throwing random manufacturers. Like, I'm just making up numbers. But, like, like, you know, what what Discraft is looking at 
for a number might be different than what Clash or Lone Star yeah. or, you know, a- any of our other sponsors. So every manufacturer is probably a little different because we are seeing and I think we will continue to see um, some of the players who are maybe, you know, we'll call them like second tier players at a lot of the big manufacturers probably become first tier players at smaller manufacturers this offseason. I mean, we, we, we no, know absolutely. it's coming. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and like I said, as an independent contractor, that's your obligation is to go, you know, get your, get yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you, yeah, you can be a big I fish in a smaller like, pond. Yeah. I do feel like there's a lot of players out there who focus on playing. Okay. We're at a weird spot in the sport. They focus on playing and that's it. That's great. I did that for 10 years. I didn't make a penny. Uh, it was a different generation. Of course, there wasn't a lot of pennies to be made. Yeah. <laughs> But if you cannot sell product, it doesn't matter how many tournaments you win. Then that then you then you should probably have a really good bonus structure. Yeah, I think, and I'm going to throw his name out there. I think we kind of saw that with Kelvin for a few years. Phenomenal player, zero social media presence, and even he's seeing the light by working with different social media companies. And I know he's got yep. brand people working now to help push Kelvin. Not just the fact that Absolutely. he's going to win two or three elite series every year. Yeah. And he, he's he's going to, you know, take top fives at most of the events. If you don't have some sort of push, being a, a great player can only get you so far. And and for that sure. might be far enough for some people like Innovo, Innovo might look at it and be like, cool, you're a great player. We're not going to even push your social media. We just we want this type of player on our team versus, again, like another manufacturer that says, yeah, being a great player isn't enough for us. It's great. Yeah. And I'm not. not <laughs> And I'm not saying winning doesn't bring value. That brings the most value. Winning yes. is makes you the most popular. Period. That's that's the best thing you can well, do. It, Being it's because good everybody is the sees best you. thing. Like yes, if you're exactly. winning, it's because you're on feature cards. You're on featured post production. Yep. You're on the live all the time. Your face is out there, whether you like it or mm-hmm. not. That immediately is almost as good as a is a decent social media presence. You're just there. Yeah, isn't there a quote somewhere that it, w- says winning solves all problems or something, something like that? Like that. <laughs> yeah. I think it's interesting that the top, let's say the top two contracts we know about, Paul and Ricky, mm-hmm. look at their social media presence. It's amazing too. They they didn't just get their money and stop doing that stuff. You get what I mean? Like it, yep. it's a mindset that goes beyond that. You know, and I... I so don't funny think because, that other people get that because not only are they the best players, but they also have some of the best social media mm-hmm. um, presence in the game because they know the value of it. They know the value of the fran- of the fans that they get. And, and it's I, a little I bit easier when that, you're making a crap ton of money to hire someone to help you with that. Yes, I mean it is a little easier, chicken and egg. Here, it's, yeah. it, it is. It's a little chicken and egg because if you know, we we saw again. I'll use Kelvin. Kelvin started winning money. And he can pay for a social media company. You take a smaller player like, I mean, I'm just going to throw Gannon Burr out there because he's kind of the hot thing right now. Gannon Burr probably can't afford a social media manager yet. He's probably got to rely on Prodigy's social media manager to help push him. And he can start to get that built up. But the reason why Ricky and Paul have the some of the best social media is because they can dedicate. They, they, they you know, I don't think Paul is worrying necessarily about editing videos ever. <laughs> and you either. Either no. Paul. No Paul is worrying about editing videos. So it's not a Paul thing to do. Not a Logan Paul thing either. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I believe they all do. So I get it. Like it's 
they but you're right they dedicate whatever portion they can to social media like you know paul's putting yes. out different blogs and hey, little things for just himself just because he's but. just because he's paying for it doesn't mean that that's not work too cuz he's oh no 100% you know, that's yeah, a, that's a sacrifice in itself he's making an i'm saying he's making an yep. effort to make Definitely. sure that that's done cuz you don't have to do it um you really don't at the end of the day yep yeah no uh, yeah. Update, folks, uh, according to the Googles, winning solves everything is apparently something Tiger Woods said. <laughs> so if I'm, uh, if I'm thinking of, you know, I'm aligning myself with the old Tiger. Sure. That worked out well for him. <laughs> yeah, 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 I suppose. <laughs> him, and his, solved, him and his terrible career. It solved, it solved everything up to a point. <laughs> well, it doesn't necessarily solve your social issues. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, there's only so much you can do. The game of golf gets anyway, you so far. It was cool watching him and his son get a chance to play. I can't wait till we get disc golf stuff like that. So cool. Honestly, right? Like, yeah. you know, it, it was. Where's t- all oh, your kids? Yeah. <laughs> Where are your kids? <laughs> Iowa, Ohio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, come on. Scandinavia. Come on, no. Yuli. We need like uh, five more little Yulis running around. <laughs> Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking he's, of kids, he's engaged now, so you got to be very quiet. Yeah, speaking <laughs> of, uh, of of kids, um, uh, wear a Steelers jersey and blink once if AB is coming to Discraft. <laughs> I think it's I think he's froze. Oh, oh I, th- froze. I, th- I think <laughs> it's I think it's video froze. <laughs> uh, 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 wow! Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, and and to be fair, I don't uh, have. I honestly don't have any of that information. Everything I'll be that I, asked, you can it. lie you're all you want. You're full of it, Absolutely. you know what's happening. Whether it's coming, when it comes to AB, you know, you know. Don't even, don't even try to BS us. Don't even try. Like of all the players that are have shifted or will be and are doing things, your tie to Anthony Barella and the family and and Arizona and everything else and your other teammates like Adam Hammes, who's one of AB's best friends. I, I could go McBeth, on and on. Prod- I, his, his protege. Yeah. <laughs> don't even try and BS us. You can sit there with a nice straight face. That's cute. But we we know what we know. So. Which is nothing official. We're going to look <laughs> yeah. like it's going to look real dumb in about two weeks yeah. when it's well, like I'm saying he knows AB goes to Castaplast. I, I think AB is going true. to Discraft, but we too. know he does know wherever he's going. Yeah. So we'll we'll just I say that. I have no clue. I yeah, honestly okay. don't Shut talk to AB. Uh, we often. should just cut him off now for lying to us. <laughs> I love just AB and I wish him the best. Where's my refund? I need to refund my institute money. This guy lies to me. <laughs> I don't. He just, uh, did you see the rounds that he posted the last two weeks? Like yeah, 1080s, they're all right. At, well, I mean, is that like 1075 for two weeks? Yeah. Is that just the middle With finger to to previous? I mean, l- hear me out for a no, moment. No, 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 no. <laughs> That is Arizona golf. That is AB being comfortable. That is AB knowing what he's doing. He has zero pressure on him because we all know that the the problem, I'm going to throw this in quotes, so don't be offended. The problem with AB is the pressure. He hasn't proven that he can get through a full lead round. Like he always finds a way to have one bad round. And it's usually when he's on Sound, camera. Sounds like it's an Arizona thing, honestly. <laughs> Sorry, Yuli. <Julia. laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah. Uh, um, I'll throw that one my way. Uh, I mean, uh, that's I'm your fault. But, I, I look for AB to uh, to do big things. He's the most, and I've said this before. He so has the talent. highest ceiling that we that we have in the game right now. He has mm-hmm. the highest ceiling. Whether he reaches it, I don't know. 
but there is nobody who has a higher ceiling than that kid. Yeah, I agree. I, okay. I think, and and I, again, I just think AB, if he can get, and we have never seen him do a full year of touring either. Like this was the closest. This was the closest yeah, after he's still after, doing school and and, and he's has done a lady friend now, right? Yeah, and all that other stuff. He's, no, I don't. Is he done? Did he graduate or is he got another year in him? I don't I'm not sure. I don't talk to him very often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, okay anyway yeah yeah no. uh nonetheless uh so my point what i was going to start saying earlier uh he won the, i think the last two events somebody else even said on the board won the last two events in arizona averaged like 1080 golf and then says hey you know it's bittersweet i'm leaving in uh uh maria oliva recently won i think her last event and then said oh yeah by the way peace out i'm leaving in and this is I this is to me nothing more than sheer coincidence. I believe in these scenarios, but it's just kind of interesting to see a few of these, (laughs) see a few of these people, um, you know, have have this big win and then have a win and then call it say they're done. I mean, it's you're right. It's coincidence. These are some of our top players. They're playing local B B tier events, maybe an A tier event where they're probably going to be the best player there. It just happens to be at the end of the year. Like, adios. Like, cool, I won. Good, but he, he beat some good players. I mean, Drew was in the field. Of course. Drew's a damn good player. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. But I, I And just, he beat him by 17, so. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, and, and I'll say that about <laughs> AB. Like, when the pressure's, so to speak, off, when, there's, when, the, when the light isn't the brightest, and he's so familiar with, that, with those courses in that area. Like, he just, that, that he's so comfortable that when AB yeah. is comfortable, he's the most dangerous player in the world. That's that's how I feel. Like he just he will put down or throw or roll or flick or like when he's comfortable, all bets are off with AB. So yeah, get that guy a soft pillow at Discraft. All right. So what is the next? What is the next um, sanctioned competitive event we're going to see out of you? I run a tournament every year in Idaho called mm-hmm. the Ulibari Safari. And uh, that'll be my first uh, tournament of the year. So I, I think we're running it as a B tier this year um, in Boise, Idaho. And uh, that'll be my first one. That's a couple weeks before Vegas. Are you playing in the all-star event this year? Do you know or not? I, I haven't paid much attention. I miss cash at seven straight tournaments. <laughs> Ouch. Wasn't okay. there like a, like a, 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 a fan vote or some crap? I don't know. I wasn't even on the fan, though. I missed Kevin's <laughs> seven straight tournament. I don't know. He didn't make it out of they the primaries, all right? I didn't get it. Dude, how awful was that? I don't pay attention uh, to that Johnny, Johnny V is just... I don't uh, pay attention to that uh, shit. I, I was out putting salt on the road tonight for the snowstorm. Johnny V is just rubbing it in your eyes right now and all over your wounds. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Man. I'm sorry. I deserve it, man. Some people can get <laughs> in on name it. alone, let me just say. You know, you, you'd be one of those guys. Well, uh, I did last year. <laughs> See, yeah, I'm saying. So they um, made yes. sure I didn't go on the ballot. <laughs> they, yeah, they, got, they had lower standards last year. So, <laughs> all right, and and uh, I as, had to as go I, limp around the course with a freaking coyote foot. It was horrible. Coyote foot. <laughs> uh, and am I correct in saying I didn't? We also didn't see you on a, on the what the Shelly Sharp registration. As I think I'm looking into trying to uh, film some of the frisbees being thrown over there. We're not going to see you at that. Shelly no, Sharp? I'm going to be January's all booked up, man. I, okay. I have to go do a lot of team stuff with uh, Discraft for a couple weeks in and Florida, Anthony. and then straight from 
there to Austin to film for the Academy. So um, I got a lot of lessons at the end of January. Also, the foundation is doing great things. We just got a a huge sponsorship from sponsorship donation from from Discraft. Mm. And they gave us a lot of these black midnight zones with a nice little Yuli Foundation logo on there. So if you haven't checked those out, go to um, the website and check it out because I think you can donate a hundred bucks, get the disc and it goes as a donation to the foundation. We're giving away scholarships this year for kids and we're making a nice donation to the collegiate nationals again, which last year we gave, I think $8,000 to um, 4,000 to both the uh, FPO and the MPO winner. So we got good things going on over at the, I don't want to um, overlook that. Cause that's like, that's it's my little huge. baby. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's a huge thing for you. I mean, that was like one of your, that's your foundation. That's, that's a thing, Yeah, you know? You, mm-hmm. you need, yeah. And I, I was just going to say, cause since I put the wrong link in here, uh, I'll put the correct link in the chat, uh, which is yuli.foundation is where you can find it. And I just put it in the yep. chat so people can Thank find you, it there as well. Uh, uh, where it has information about donating more, learning more, uh, mailing lists, all sorts of things. All the information can be found out there uh, right now. Take action and click on a button and stuff. Yeah. So right. huge thank you to uh, Dishcraft for donating that. Um, that's gonna that's gonna go a lot a long ways in helping kids get through school, man. Is and I know it's probably tough to decipher and or lobby for it but right now we see multiple foundations and great causes that people can be a part of of course you think of ricky waisaki you think of paul Macbeth, we think of your foundation uh and then even i'll say more generically generically for disc golf you think of you play you think of edge those are a couple yeah. more that come to mind right off the top of my head um is it is it what does it say about our sport? Maybe is a better question. When you, we have these options and all of these opportunities for people to support disc golf at a nonprofit level. Yeah. I mean, it's growing. It's, it's, it's awesome to see. I mean, I really enjoy, you know, what Macbeth is doing over there, what Ricky's doing um, with his foundation. Um, you play watching those videos like is freaking amazing, you know, to see, what these people with edge, what they've done for a long time with, um, Jay and Des. I mean, it's, it's awesome. And, and how you decipher, you don't like which one speaks to you, which one do you want to help help that one? You know, and that, I feel like that's with every foundation, a lot of people, you know, I'm on board with what Macbeth and, and Ricky are doing. Like I, I donate to those foundations. They just did a big giveaway, gave a lot of, um, disc to the uh, Macbeth Foundation. We're not in competition in any way. Like we're all out here, just trying to grow the sport as best as as we could and help people. And I think that's uh, you know the most important thing for sure. Yeah, I could agree. We're in a spot where where you know we're. I'm lucky to be in the position to where I can help. Yeah, and I'll also throw in there another one that I've worked directly and indirectly with as well in uh, Double G's and what he's doing uh, in selling his jerky. And then that, you know, automatically goes right to the Double G fund. A portion of those proceeds uh, go there as well. And so the fact that we're seeing all of these develop and grow and thrive, and I think you worded it perfectly, maybe there's one specific area that really speaks to you that you feel uh, is best. And they all have carved out, yourself included, have all carved out uh, a little niche 
in in various areas within supporting disc golf and i think that's what's uh really cool as well so great to see it uh, the pro tour doesn't have a specific one i don't think. they've been working with you play all Uplay, season but, but they don't they don't have their own foundation so to speak but they they have worked a lot with you play and i think they've done a little bit with the paul Macbeth foundation as well um but, I know they at least probably have a couple deals with them to where they can run their ads on there, yeah. which is which is huge as well. To yeah. to be able to run those ads on on um, you know, live disc golf is is awesome. So they they do a lot for sure. Yeah, I saw I saw some numbers, man. That advertising ain't cheap. <laughs> if you're looking to advertise no. the pro tour, it, it's real money now. Like honestly, yeah. it, we it, or it, it, just cut me a check and I make stupid comments on the down low. I can do that. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna have our check in with Terry. Terry, how are you doing on, on the course? <laughs> well, I'm out here wearing my new oh, mini what? sweatshirt. And I love the, my grasshopper. I'm thinking so, about yeah. going back to school, and I can do some help from the Yuli Foundation. <laughs> yeah. Back to you guys. Yeah, he must need a lesson from the academy. <laughs> so let's uh, for a moment let's let's uh, switch gears into you know you talk about just overall presence and and FYI, things that people I'm can do. I'm not sure how long. Sorry to interrupt you. I'm not sure how long my camera's going to last. I hope it'll last for hours more. But if all of a sudden I'm gone, okay. I still have to get the attachment that goes under there and plugs into the wall. Yeah, we've been that. there, so done that. We it know was that goes. fully. It, yeah, it was fully charged. But if I'm just gone. It's Smashbox. Yeah, we, we had Those a new, are the lights are out. That's what she, <laughs> we had a new camera like uh, maybe maybe two or three months ago. And same thing. I thought it would last for a while. I changed all the settings and it was like right as our after show, it hit like three or three and a half hours and suddenly boop, it just died. We're like, all right, I guess we need to get a new cord. Yeah, you need that fancy cord to, uh, to give it full power. Uh, what I was going to ask you is, um, you know, with dipping your toes in and or headfirst into so many different things, uh, any, should anyone expect anything different out of you and your Jomez relationship in 2023 uh, in terms of you being at events, commentating, is that, is that kind of all uh, status quo? So to speak? No, no, absolutely. Yeah. I plan on playing all the elite series and, and one of the main reasons I do that is so I can do the, you know, the whole Jomez thing. Okay. And so I I plan on, um, I definitely plan on, on doing that. Okay. When do you plan on cutting out germ? Like that's the big question everybody's asking. I've been waiting to subscribe ever since. Listen, I gotta be nice. I know, I know, I'm the first guy out. I was, I was the replacement. I gotta play it cool, man. I know I'm the first guy out. So we'll just keep it three, and everybody's happy. You're not even gonna try to push Sexton out. Like, dude, you're barely here. Get out of here. That would be the worst thing you could ever do. Is say anything bad about Nate Sexton. That guy is beloved by the people. Yeah, it's in my contract. I cannot say one disparaging word. Otherwise I get my mic cut. Yeah. As it should be. Uh, (laughs) um, So people should expect pretty much the same in, in terms of your involvement. Um, And, and that that does bring up a great question though, is of course we've seen Sexton, not quite as we'll say on tour religiously and, and week in and week out like he used to be. And uh, he kind of bops in and out, pops in and out, whatever you want to say. Um, do you expect more of that? I guess uh, the same. I mean, is it is it just assumed it's you and Germ and and then Sexton when he's there? Is that pretty much the philosophy? Exactly. Yeah. So okay. so we're planning on it. Um, I don't. I'm not at the controls with all of that stuff. But from what I know, I am doing the commentary. Nate's doing the commentary. Germ's doing the commentary. Same. 
same way as last year. So, okay. Uh, you, you know, Chris has asked it a couple of times on the board and there's a lot of different angles or perspectives of ways uh, that I could even phrase the question, but uh, of course, there's been a lot of conversation about our transgender athletes. Last week, we had a very, very big talk about what the new policies are. And I, and I don't want to just specifically um, attribute this question just to even Natalie as he asked it. I, I would ask more generically, when we're looking at the the policies and procedures for transgender athletes, what would your advice, if you have any, I mean, of course, you're a team captain, you have some conversations that may or may not involve some of your players, uh, depending on who you guys are sponsoring on any given year. Is there any overarching advice that you might have um, for, for someone that's in one of these, um, uh, I don't want to call it situation, but that's in this, yeah, overall uh, landscape or situation? Yeah, it's tough because the landscape is changing drastically for everybody in all kinds of different ways from the contracts, like you said, to, to, to rules changes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've stood by this, like we all play by the rules. I don't make the rules. I expect everybody to play by them. And last year, you know, Natalie had an amazing season. She killed it under the rules. And I, just like everybody else I hope was happy for because she was playing by the rules that she had to play by. Now, moving forward, the rules have changed Mm -hmm. and she's obligated to play by those rules. Again, um, my advice is keep going hard, you know, do your thing, whatever that is. Um, keep playing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's, it's been a lot of years of, as you said, keep playing. It's been a lot of years of golf. We've seen, you know, with you being having the longevity of your career and seeing so many different things unfold and develop and change throughout these years, uh, thinking about like you, you joked earlier, there, there were barely pennies to play for. And now we're talking about side hustles and side careers and institutes and, and charitable foundations. I also saw a stat just the other day that said you have now officially you have the longest bitch list in disc golf you've officially beat as we like to say beat down more people than anyone else how does that feel been at it a long time man (laughs) okay that's how it feels that's a crazy stat because there's nothing that comes with that except for oh this dude played a lot of tournaments you played a lot of variety of tournaments, I think, is also yeah. a big key. And you this is played well at them. And you play well, so you gotta play well. You yeah. but you you played a lot of variety of tournaments and you played a lot of different regions, and so do a lot of other touring pros, but you just mm-hmm. said earlier you played or or run a tournament in Idaho. We don't see yeah. I bet you I'd go as far as saying I don't know if Paul McBeth ever played a tournament in Idaho. Now he could beat people from Idaho at other events, but Paul McBath probably hasn't played against people in Idaho. I'm, I'm just using him as one example. So it, it's a variety. I think it's largely a variety thing as well in terms of also playing well. Is that, is that maybe a fair assessment? Yeah. Well, there was another stat on that. Cause I saw that stat Mando actually posted that. And I think I'm 10, 10 elite series behind for the most elite series played. 
So it's not like I'm playing C tiers all over the place because that's what everybody comments. They're like, oh, well, sure. yeah, that's because he played 90 C tiers. Yeah, I played 90 C tiers, but I also played 200 Elite Series in my yeah. career. Mm-hmm. So there's, a, like you said, a big variety. I always, that, that was one of my favorite things about my career is that I went all over the place. It mm-hmm. didn't matter. I went to Idaho, like you said, the next weekend. Who knows where I would be? I would just find a tournament and go play. I missed that, honestly. And um, a couple weeks ago, uh, I hadn't won a tournament all year. I hadn't, I hadn't, this is a funny story, actually. So I hadn't won a tournament all year. And I'm like, I'm going to find a tournament that I can go win here in Charlotte, you know? <laughs> and so I look, I'm like, I'm not going a season without a W. I look at the list and I see, okay, I'm signing up for this one. It was downtown and I had, uh, I had the highest rating by like 60 points. So the next guy, I think, was like 970 or something. And I'm like, um, or 960. And I'm like, that's the one I'm signing up for. So I sign up for it. And it's at a course that I know, too. This course called the um, Eastway Park. Mm-hmm. And so I show up there the morning of, and I'm like, yeah, feeling good and playing well. Um, play the first round, and I go double or bogey, bogey, double bogey to finish. Shoot like a three under, which is like just absolutely horrible. Like seven under would have been fine. It would have been like right there in contention or whatever. But now I look at the scores and I was only three back. Luckily the field was small. I think there was like 20 something people, but the ratings were very low. (laughs) So I'm three back and I'm like, all right, I'm three back. Who am I three back of? And the guy was nine seventeen rated. And so, um, we start the tournament second round and he goes oh man i'm i'm kind of nervous playing with you like this is my first ever pro tournament you know and i'm like thinking to myself like dude i better win this tournament <laughs> like this guy's <laughs> like 17 rated you know this kid birdies six out of the first seven holes and is just stomping me right and of course like i was talking to my brother earlier this week and i'm like it's never easy it's just never easy to win a tournament and uh I'm going through on the back nine and I'm like, this kid is not missing. Like, how is this possible? I'm playing a good round at this point. He's only throwing sidearms. One of them's a pole cat. And he's like throwing these Anheuser Jeremy Colling pole cat shots that are shaped like a backhand. And I'm just like, and he's making everything. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to lose to this guy. Like, this is the craziest thing ever. So we, we have like five holes left. And, uh, I tell him, I'm like, now I start gamesmanship. You know, I'm like, man, you're playing like Paul <laughs> nah. McBeth out here. Oh, like, I'm going wow, after it, dude. Gaming. I'm telling you, no, I went there. No, 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 it gets worse. It gets worse. I'm not proud of this. I'm not proud of this. But then, <laughs> but I'm a, I'm okay. So I'm like, okay, nothing. He laces this shot. I'm like, Jesus, this kid ain't going to quit, man. I'm going to lose this tournament. So then we go over there, and I'm sitting on, on this bench texting my buddy. Cause he's following the tournament, making fun of me, you know, he's like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, dude, it's over, blah, blah, blah. Then I get up and I film the kid from behind the tree showing him like he's making all these putts, you know, and the kid sees me and he, he sees that I'm like, filling, he whips it. Oh. And I'm like, Oh no. And then, uh, the wheels kind of came off. I've already four in a row. We get to the last hole and we're tied. So I was down by four and we tie it up and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like how is this possible? I he ended up double bogey in the last hole and I and I uh birdie it, so I win by three. 
But the point is, is I'll do anything to get a dub, my friend. Wow. <laughs> you don't want to go against me. Ouch. I don't care if you're 917 or freaking Paul McBeth. I'm coming after you. Dang. It's cold. That literally just happened. But it's cold. So, this kid was like the coolest kid ever. He was like, dude, I almost had you, man. And I'm like, oh, I know you did. And he was super stoked <laughs> because it was, you know, he's he shot like 10, 20 golf. He's 919. Or nine seventeen rated. I, um, I'm surprised you didn't like go to the. Or watching. Uh, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say. I'm surprised you didn't go to the. Oh, you're up like you know. You're up a couple with like three holes to go. This should be you know. I'm surprised you didn't go to like the scorecard. Uh, well, and I actually like call out the score. Came. His buddies came, and then I had I heard him over over there chatting with him. And he was like, yeah, I'm up two and we got two to play or, or something. And I, I, remember, I remember thinking like, dude, this kid's unstoppable. Like he doesn't care. He give, he he wasn't kidding. Like he just didn't care. There is it was a whole new experience for him. There is sometimes something to be said and no offense because I don't know who this kid is about kind of just stupidity, not understanding where you're at. Like you're just playing. You're not thinking. No, you're not, not getting ahead of yourself. You're not getting ahead or, of yourself. You're, yeah. You don't. You don't care. Like you're, you're, yeah, you. You don't didn't. understand the situation enough. And clearly, you were in the situation. He's just like, I'm playing great. Boo! I'm beating Yuli. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, I, I truly we had believe. an awesome card. I mean, we were joking the yeah. whole round and everything. But I was like, Wow, I'm gonna lose to this guy. Now it's not like. I was just playing bad. That was the whole thing about it is I was like eight under through 10. He was eight under through 10. I'm still down by three. And then he gets a birdie and I'm eight under through nine. He's or eight under through 11 and he's nine under through 11. I'm like, (laughs) dude, this guy's unstoppable. Like how is this possible? But it just goes to show you that like, there's so many good players. It's, it's one of the things about the growth of the game. Like that would have never happened when I was um, touring back in the day. And that's why I liked going to all those tournaments because I could just get little easy um, C tier snacks is what I called them <laughs> and get a little extra money, you know, mm-hmm. but nowadays, like I just decided, Hey, I'm going to throw it back and play a C tier this weekend. And a nine nineteen rated or seventeen rated player takes me to the you know the eighteenth hole tied. It's just crazy. There's so much talent out there. So I'm not going to play any C tiers for a while, bro. <laughs> he chased you away. He chased you out of the C tier. Yeah, he's good to go, dude. Uh, Yuli's like, hey, you, you you know I'm the team captain, right? Of Discraft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see you're 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 carrying a mixed bag, and you yeah you. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it could be, I mean, that's, uh, of course, that's why they say, you know, that's why you play them, you know, ratings only mean so much to some degree. And, and sometimes some people, uh, can psych themselves out or, uh, have a inflated sense of confidence of like, oh yeah, this should be easy pickings. And, and nine out of 10 times it might be, or 9.8 times out of 10, it will be, uh, until, you know, somebody decides to have their best day and, and takes you by surprise. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Do you yeah. know, I, I mean, I, I think I, I don't recall the number of the of the people on your list, so to speak, five, in the 5,000s of number of people you've beat. Do you know who number two is and how far behind they are? I think it's Dave Felberg. Felberg. Mm, that okay. would make sense. Uh, yeah. Again, very yeah, well-traveled, international think, and otherwise, yeah. and a ton of events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's leading in the most elite series played, and he's now second in, in that category. Yeah, I mean, you sh- 
in theory, then you should catch him for elite series this year. Cause I don't imagine him playing many. Um, yes. And d- here's a question that number, the 5,000, whatever, is anyone going to ever beat that? Do you think it's going to be, I mean, you played so many events and it's not like the money, like Paul Macbeth and Ricky and Chris and Tatar just broke a hundred thousand. That great. Yeah. That's cool. We're going to see it beat next year. Is your yep. number going to be beat? Because we don't see a lot of these phenomenal players hit all these tier, all these B tiers anymore. It's it's almost unheard of. I mean, you've got people, a few of them like Andrew Fish, maybe that does a lot of traveling and a couple yeah. of guys like that. But I have to wonder if that number is going to get Not, touched. I, I don't know. Not with as much as I play, you know, because I still play all the elite series. I play the majors. Mm-hmm. I sneak in a couple here and there. I don't. I don't plan on slowing down as far as that goes. So it'd be tough to catch me, honestly. Um, all records are meant, are meant, I don't even consider that a record. That's just, uh, you beat more players than anybody. It's a a stat. It's an interesting stat that it it would be tough to accumulate that many people to beat just because, but who knows, maybe our fields get bigger and then it's easier to where you have 400 people in a field or something and and you could get, you know, to that quickly. But I just feel like our best players are playing against the same guys every week. Like, yeah, you you can play it. You know, Gannon Burr is going to play a bunch of big events next year and beat a total of, you know, 190 different people because 110 of them are the same, Mm -hmm. you know, every year. I feel like if if somebody Schwebby doesn't have that number. uh, And I just said that in the chat, but Schwebby also, again, largely regional Regional. and he's beating a lot of the same people. You know, whoever comes into the Carolinas. So did did is you go up to the nine seventeen guy and be like five thousand two hundred and fifty one? <laughs> <Check. laughs> That's when you're like, hey, was, bitch list. Yep, gotcha. <laughs> Thanks for playing. I left it alone, man. I was out of there. <laughs> yeah, you I got was, out there. Like my friend, my friend was like, I can't believe you did that. And I told him, I'm like, I'm gonna sleep like a baby. <laughs> I got. I got my win for the year, dude. This is going to be the best I've ever slept. So is that um, is, is that better like or so- worse than looking at your watch and pretending like you're timing one of his shots, even if you weren't? Is that is, is if he filming? Was time, I would have called him on it, man. I was, I was coming after that. Kid. You could have bought the new Nico stopwatch. Okay. Uh, yeah. But I was going to say, if like a Barsby or something just went like on a world tour and decided to go to like you know, Spain and all these different places with, with tournaments and stay there for a while, I'm sure they could accumulate a lot of new new people because there's a lot sure. of um, places overseas that is growing and that I've never been to. I, I've never played in Canada. That's something that I want to do. Um, actually, I have. Hmm, I was wrong about that. So can't go there. <laughs> they just won't let you come back. Uh, any yeah. international travel out, you know, and uh, outside of the obvious, like European Open uh, or Konopiste or any of those, like, is there any any kind of unique travels on the horizon for you? I want to get to Spain. Okay. I want to get to Spain for some disc golf. I mean, that's where my family's roots are. That's where Ulibarri comes from. Basque in the mountains. I really want to get to Spain. I don't know if it's going to be for disc golf or just for for fun, but um spain is somewhere that i would like to for sure play disc golf whether it be a tournament or not um but then you know finland the regular stuff like okay. if, I, if i have opportunity to go to those places yeah definitely going okay. but I, I don't have anything like planned to go you know i've never been to australia that's a, another place that i'd like to go eventually 
Um, that was one of the majors that I missed a few years back. I know the EPT has their uh, all-star event in Spain, I believe, every year now. Or they have it last year. It just year. happened, yeah. Yeah, they had it last year it, or the, yeah. in November. I hate to say last year. It's literally not this year yet. Like a month ago, and yeah. they do plan on having it next year. So maybe you can all-star your way into that one, too. <laughs> yeah, just fan vote me, dude. <laughs> That's right. Uh, or, I mean, or you could just go and, and, and do media stuff or hang out or, you know. Yeah, no, I'd love that for sure. <laughs> it could be fun. Yeah, I, I think I, and of course, part of what prompts that is I think of Nate Perkins and James Conrad and Pierce and Hokum. A couple of them very specifically have been to Thailand. I know Ricky's been over there, Philo, you know, Barsby, Nico. Yeah. And I just think of some of those more, you know, they're off the beaten path. Obviously, you're you're not going there and winning tens of thousands of dollars, but just some of those either slow season or off season, um, you know, extra events that are out there and available now. And I feel like those are going to be going to become more and more popular as yeah. players are looking for a little, you know, release to go other places. So very cool. Uh, yeah, Luke Butch is on the board. Butch, he's saying an easy A-tier win in Thailand. And I mean, um, yeah, I don't know. A little snack? Yeah. A-tier oh, snack? That's an A-tier snack, yeah. We'll win you some bot. Uh, yeah. At least probably five, eight, ten, twelve thousand bot on the line. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> All right, Yuli. I, I, I think we got a pretty good catch-up session here, and uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah. No, I appreciate it, man. It's been a long time coming to get back and hang out with you guys. You guys are always so fun. Appreciate uh, you having me on for sure. Of right. course. What, one last question. It, it, it wouldn't be an interview with, with you without it. Are you still in any fantasy football leagues? Are you knocked out? You go, yeah. You go in the, the big cha- one. You go into the championship? Or is that two uh, weeks for you guys? No, that's two weeks. So okay. I won. I was in five. I got in four playoffs. I lost one playoff this last weekend, and then I'm still in for three. Okay. All right. Uh, the big one, though, the, I just went one? against Avery Jenkins. Yeah, disc golf mm-hmm. one. I went against Avery Jenkins this last week. Oh, yeah? Took him down, man. Poor, and Germ's in that one as well. He lost, so he's gone. So I definitely need to mention that because in our group chat, I was blasting him all night last night. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, I kept asking him. I'm like, you want me to? If you could, if you want, you can like watch. You can get on the app and watch us play because wow, I'm gonna be playing fantasy next week. And I just yeah, I was ruthless last night. But that's yeah, that fantasy was- for you. If, if you get in a good group chat with your boys, like it can be like the funnest thing because you just talk crap. I know that league's been going on for a long time. I keep thinking how I need to get in on that somehow. So when next time somebody drops the out, nation, yeah, yeah, yep, that's that that that's that's one of the original ones. Um, yeah, well, congratulations on that in general. I know I was in I was in the playoffs in three leagues and I'm down to one now. So I lost two of them. So oh boy, still going, still going. I got got one going. But. I Terry. No, Terry, don't. Terry couldn't name Terry. Terry probably couldn't Terry. name three Packer players, and he's a quote unquote Packer fan. Yeah, I mean they won last night. That was that was they a did. great game. It was a must win game for us. You know, we were just really <laughs> pulling it out. My boy Cobb, you know, really did some work out there. Anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. On that note, well, uh, again, Yuli, we've put out a few of your. Um, uh, a few of your initiatives out there. I put them in the chat. Of course, we've been talking about them. I'll try and remember to put those also in links in the description of the video. Uh, any any final plugs for where, if people want to know all things Yuli, where where should they be heading? Is there a good, I mean, just most my frequented social media, spot? Yeah, 
probably um, YouTube is a good spot right now for sure. I, I got a lot of things, a lot of content on there, especially with the blog, missing stuff, some fun stuff. But um, one Uli, so one U L I on Instagram, mm-hmm. and that's where I do most of my social media. I have a Facebook, but it's pretty much full. So if you didn't get in a long time ago, you're not getting <laughs> in any anytime soon. Um, but that's it, man. I appreciate you guys. This All right. Awesome. Well, uh, of course, love to you and everyone uh, in your circle there yeah, the uh, in that side of uh, the country. And then we, we already know about all the amazing uh, support and uh, love and people, the rest of your family over out there in Arizona. I'm looking forward to seeing them. I feel like I get to see them as much as you do, which is a, <laughs> which is a blessing for me as well. Yeah. Uh, such a, a great uh, group of people and humans over there. Uh, in fact, I was editing something your brother was in just last night. So I got some bonus content coming out as well. Some nice. uh, uh, memorial MP40 coverage, which good. I'll be able to see something. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah we're gonna have some. So, all right, pal. Well, we love you. We appreciate you joining us. Thank you for all the insights on the show. Also, how you rack uh, rack uh, low rated players at C tiers. We love the the, the pro don't, insight. Don't come there. at me like that, man. <laughs> Put the fear in all those nine fifteen rated players. You'll show them. This ain't no easy win. Just tell, tell me, he wasn't junior aged, was he? I might have been. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Usually laying the beat down. That's what he's got to do. Uh, thanks for joining us. Have player. a great he Christmas. <laughs> Good luck in your fantasy yeah, leagues and have a great Christmas good. and uh, looking forward to seeing you in the new year. Talk to you later. Have a good night, pal. See you guys. Bye. Oh, Uliberry. That guy's all right. Yeah, I tolerate him. <laughs> It's always great to catch up with Paul. And yeah, so much conversation. And I'll I'll segue that right into some of the most recent hot topics that came out of today uh, were more really we're still in a stage of a lot of people talking about the sponsors that uh, they are departing from. And not necessarily new announcements. I know we made a joke a week or two ago about AB or just last week. I think I reached out to him or today uh, him and <laughs> others talking about, uh, you know, they'll see new announcements coming out in the future as to where they're going. I'm going to I'm going to check because I was well, I was actually waiting on a text or two to tell you. The we truth. saw this last year, actually, mm-hmm. where we were kind of like, oh, gosh, well, you know, people are asking, why don't you just announce? Why don't you just announce? There is a, v- a huge value in that announcement video. Or that announcement, because if you're manufacturer and you have your ducks in a row, you can announce and release discs immediately. At the same time, you're saying? I'm saying that's the best method. What I hate is like, cool, Anthony Barella signs with Terry Miller discs. Congratulations. You can get the Anthony Barella disc in two months when we have them all printed. Like, no. Have them ready. You you need to have a, a stock ready right now because when that announcement hits, that is the hottest point of the uh, of that. That is the point where you will have everybody's attention. The the fingers will be ready to click and purchase. Just so. It, and again, I, I'm we're not geniuses here for saying that. But let me just say, if you're a manufacturer and you're not doing this, you're going to miss out on sales. Um, Get at least a run of discs, whether it's a thousand or five thousand, whatever that is, ready for announcement. And so that's why we see players sometimes wait on announcements. Yes, you know, we get those last year we saw Cat wait an enormous amount of time because they wanted to make sure that they had a bunch of Katrina Allen gear mm-hmm. and discs set up. So hopefully, you know, you're gonna see some of your players who maybe don't 
I don't say don't qualify, but maybe don't necessarily push the disc sales nearly as much that they might announce right away without a disc. But if you're signing up what you feel is a premier player, you need to have that stuff set up right yeah, now. Yeah, and, and even if it's not a premier player, like you're saying, it's at least an opportunity. You you may mm-hmm. think, uh, you know, this player might be, we'll say, a mid-level player, but you may have a direct either affinity to the player and or the company that they're going to. So it does feel like a relatively warm sales call already when it's like, oh, so-and-so just moved there? Yeah, I, I needed to buy a new blank from them anyway, and it happens to have their stamp. Now is a good time. Yeah. So, yeah, the, all of that makes sense. I, th- I think the long and short of it is when you're looking for advice, essentially you're just saying what Snoop says. Drop it like it's hot. Uh, drop it like it's hot. Just drop it like it's hot. That's all you have to do, uh, and and you'll be good to go at this time. Uh, real quick, on Katrina, as you just mentioned her a moment ago, mm-hmm. she this, this is a definitely a tangent, but she was at the uh, the Viking football game I saw this weekend. The Vikings, I think they play football. She's a Minnesota native. Yes, and she was at the game during this. Uh, With Austin and, Hannum. Yes. Uh, he the biggest watches comeback, the footballs. Biggest comeback in NFL history. Came back from, I believe what, it was 33? 30 36? or 33 points at half. I think it was 30 maybe it was 33 nothing or it was 30 nothing but uh vikings came back against uh, the indianapolis colts to win i think 36 to 33 Some, you, something yeah. like that I, I just know this isn't the first game that she was at and oh, no. uh this year um but she she had made a post saying and i think i don't care where you are in well i guess if you're on the on the on the, on the bad end of that maybe it's not quite as exciting but to say you saw a game mm-hmm. that you know is of that form of excitement uh that level of excitement it i think it's 33 pretty cool. to nothing thank you tim i i, I couldn't there I, we go so. i don't pay much attention to the vikings hmm. Yeah, we're not we're not real big Vikings fans here. Ever since uh, Randy Moss and to Randall us. Cunningham left, I don't know. <laughs> Randall Cunningham. Yeah, is that a good poll? That, yeah. Thank you. I would. I mean, I would. I would have gone. I think I could name another one. I would have uh, gone a little. Remember that sooner? guy that beat his kids, Peterson, right? Adrian. Adrian. Peterson. I would. I would have gone like a Dante Culpepper, but oh uh, yeah, uh, uh, Randall Cunningham was even way before him, right? It was. Yeah. yeah I mean, see? but he's primarily known. I know for my being, He's primarily known for being an eagle. Yeah, I know, but, but but he did. I I bucked the I know, trends bro. when it comes to sports I, nostalgia. I, I know, bro. I know, bro. <laughs> anyway, that's that's like saying, oh yeah, um, uh, Andre Dawson when he was when he was an expo, or yeah, you know, exactly. you're, you're like, no, he was a he <laughs> was a cub, cub. but no. you're like, no, I'm yeah, a, technically, I'm a I'm a deep puller. Yeah, exactly. So that's what they call me. All right. Uh, so other in other news and largely, I'm going to say I feel like this is largely FPO centric in some of the announcements that we've seen very recently. Uh, uh, it may have even already been last week, but we saw Maria Oliva uh, made the announcement that she was going to be leaving Innova. She has not announced where she's going to go. Lisa Fakus today, just this morning, uh, made the announcement. I was looking at the date to see if there's any other significance to it, but it's, it's December 20th. Uh, she made the announcement, it's, I believe, for the first time just this morning, saying that she is going to be uh, parting ways with Innova. Stacey is she the Ronsley. highest? Is, she the, is Lisa Fakus the highest rated FPL player that's made an announcement this year? She, I, I mean, mean I think she go to the internet. She's the, I think up. she's the highest profile so far that we've seen um, because she was. You know, one I would say a, a, she's a regular touring pro and a, a, a very solid player in general right now. So, um, 
let me do a search. I'm just trying to think of who's who's all made it. I don't have a, a fancy chart in front of me, which would have been a good idea by now uh, to have some kind of fancy chart in front of oh, me. Oh, yeah. You, you need the fancy chart, Terry. Uh, Kristen, uh, own, I'll just read. Through, I, I've simply sorted by current PDGA ratings. Uh, Tatar, no news, own, Page, Gannon, uh, Salonen, Blumros, Valerie Mandahano, Katrina Allen, Haley King, Holland Hanley, Sarah Hokum, Kat Murch, Natalie Ryan. Now, the rumors are Kat Murch is leaving, but we don't know that for sure yet. I think you started that rumor. Uh, uh, Macy Valadez, Ella Hansen, <laughs> Jennifer Allen, Angela Chickfry. Chickfry. She's still... She's listed oh, on here. Yeah, but she's not current. <laughs> no, no. I did a search. I did the same thing, but search for current. So, uh, so, so far, I've been pretty good. Lisa Fakus is, in theory right now, the highest rated player that we have heard an announcement from in the FPO field. Yeah. So uh, she made an announcement uh, the, this morning. I saw hers first, and then just a little while later, I saw Stacey Ronsley say that she will be also hanging up her wings as uh, no. her, she borrowed that phrasing or... Maybe others have said it as well. I know uh, Cassie Sweeten said it just a few weeks ago. Uh, also, since last week, uh, I think I went on and on saying how shocked I was to hear of that from uh, Cassie Sweeten uh, to see that she has then signed up and uh, is part of Dynamic Disc. And I, she's made that announcement yes. since last week. Uh, I'll just personally say from uh, visiting there a few years ago, I know that her, her circle and people that she's around uh, have been... Uh, largely trilogy based players um i think of a few of the top other top pros that i know from over there that she's either related to or married to or good friends with uh, a lot of trilogy based so i can i made that immediate understanding um but yes that's where she has landed so best of luck to her of course some other players that we saw james proctor leaving innova uh erica stinchcomb leaving or being maybe left at the altar uh, by Westside, depending on how you read into her post. Uh, Terry, do you think, so again, I know we talk about being old. Uh, Many years ago, we saw Prodigy make a huge splash. Show up. 2013? 12, 13, yeah. 13, I'm going to go with. Um, And we saw them sign a whole bunch of players. Now, granted, they were a lot of top players. Do you think we're going to see and and the only manufacturer that I'll even put out there is Lone Star. Do you think we're going to see kind of something similar from Lone Star with a maybe not the impact of the top rated players, but maybe of the the the, the mid tier players that we're seeing move and announce right now? Do you think we're going to see kind of something like that from Lone Star, where it's suddenly like, hey, here's our team. We've picked up ten to twelve touring pros because. Again, I don't think we're going to see the 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 biggest names like we saw with Prodigy because at the time the Prodigy move had almost all your top players, other than Paul McBeth, um, go over to Prodigy. Do you think we're going to see something like that with mid tier players and uh, a Lone Star or a Clash this year? Yeah, I th- I think Lone Star has been either quietly or not so quietly, depending on which corner of the internet you're on has been attracting and acquiring players. The question is, which ones specifically are they going to ultimately end up and how many of them? But they're definitely out there attracting and acquiring these players right now. And and some, you know, immediately you start thinking, 
someone like a Maria Oliva who has roots in Texas. You think Lisa, Lisa Fakis with her roots in Texas, um, you know, as as to that may or may not. Now, we we all know. I mean, look at look at Yuli. He lives in Rock Hill, South Carolina, literally down the road from where Innova has its East Coast headquarters. And clearly he is not an Innova player. So there's there is still only so much to be said about that. Big Germ back in the day was once sponsored by Discraft and lived right there in Charlotte, you know, similarly. So we're just where you live doesn't necessarily uh, especially in this day and age maybe years ago a little bit more but not so much anymore and so you, you, whether you're grasping at at strings straws straws wow uh, whether you're grasping at straws or not at that point um, is to be determined if you're just trying to make that connection then you start thinking about it to me it's circle of friends connections. And I know we were giving a hard time to Yuli before, but if you look at someone like an Anthony Barella, who was largely dubbed, as we said, you know, Paul Macbeth protege had a lot of similarities. And then you knew that he was friends with the Uliberry family, so on and so forth. And then a good friend of his, Adam Hammes is, you know, has, has now been on Discraft for a couple of years. You start to put some of these things together and, and some of it just seems obvious or makes sense. Uh, but seemingly. just because, yeah, just because something makes sense doesn't, you yeah. know, we like I said, we or gave Yuli a hard time, and that's where you and I both feel like AB will go. But someone could surprise us. Uh, they could. They could be wrong. I, I agree. But. Uh, <laughs> um, so I guess we'll see how that all shakes out. But yes, I think Lone Star is very much become a player in this conversation has been a has been a uh of of player acquisition they have been right there in that conversation i'm gonna continue and push some rumors that i've heard uh, about lone star themselves um i know that they obviously they're a newer company they are i believe they do injection molding and they have some big contracts with some oil with the oil industry down in texas which is why they can we'll say float their disc golf business temporarily while they build it up. So I know a lot of people are saying like, how can they get all these players? And my understanding is that they, there was some, uh, an article, I think Ryan Pilcher posted to it or, or some quotes about how Lone Star is surprised that they weren't, they didn't know that if they were going to do $30,000 in business. Now they were doing $30,000 with one vendor is I think mm. what the quote was. Um, so I, I think we're seeing that, you know, there is a, it's really funny because discs are pretty cheap to make, but making the discs isn't cheap. You need the machinery. You need the molding. You, you know, once you get that in place, the plastic that's the plastic itself isn't necessarily the most expensive thing. Um, it's really the initial investment, really, where you're, you need to pay things off. And as we know, Lone Star, if you want to, Yuli said it himself here. If you want to sell plastic, a lot of times putting a player's name on it is the way to go. Yeah, and, and if you, as I was just going out to their site right now, uh, you can see that right on the front page, at least right now, you see the Jack Rabbit, a Nico LaCastro limited edition, and you see the Warbird, a Chandler Kramer tour series disc. Uh, you see those two that are listed right now, 
And I don't know if I see any other... I don't think they have a team page, so to speak. I don't speak. see a team page at the moment. <laughs> However, I'm guessing <laughs> if we're uh, going to be seeing one uh, very quickly. Uh, we I, see a Leah Sinegini, uh disc out here and a Tanner Gerard uh, Tour Series disc out here as well. Uh, if you dig around a little bit on the site, you can find that. But I think we're going to see some of that expanding. And I think you're going to see uh, a large splash uh, and an announcement by a number of players uh, here very soon is is my guess. I hope so. they take a photograph of them all in just a, uh, a silhouette, mm. all standing next to each other. <laughs> and then what? They'll Post it. Throw, throwback from the Prodigy, the original, yeah, know, the original know, Prodigy website where you had, I think, like nine or 12 players. And you could tell who they all were. But it was just a silhouette because it was a secret. So... Not for us smarties. No, we knew. We knew back in the day. Yeah, we we understood. We knew how that that, that stuff worked. Okay, uh, so those are a couple of the other ones. Uh, also, as you just mentioned, uh, what she said, I, I believe she stated as a, in a surprising fashion to some degree, um, Erica Stinchcomb had said that she is no longer going to be with West Side Dis and um, a little birdie told me that Erica has some. Um, okay, it was Erica uh, has some uh, sponsorship things that <clears throat> waiting on some ink to dry. I think is the phrasing that she used. So I think we're going to see some announcement, which largely tells me that uh, it probably didn't take long for someone to uh, uh, to win her over to immediately uh, pick her up uh, with her availability on that. So and, and I we know- wish her the best of luck as well. Literally know zero about what's happening with Erica, but I think you and I kind of had a quick brief discussion before the show how I personally think that it would be maybe advantageous for someone like MVP to go after an Erica uh, to, to if assuming that they're keeping Madison Walker on because I think the two of them have a very good chemistry with their two hot geese and the commentary and to not have a manufacturer uh dichotomy between the two of them would be maybe useful for mvp sake you know like like you know as we saw big sexy having the innova tie together i think helped out having the two having two mvp players could be advantageous for the branding of that and i you know, I, I know nothing. I, I, I don't pay any bills. You don't have to tell anybody. We, know, everybody knows. Know that you don't know. Everybody know knows anything. that I, I don't know Jack. Um, <laughs> but in general, I, I feel like that would be a, I don't necessarily say a good fit because I don't feel a particular fit with, uh, with Erica. I don't know her very well personally, but that seems like a good tie to me. But who knows? I mean. Again, there's something that where it might make sense, at least to the outside world, does it make sense uh, Correct. fully on the inside? I guess that's to be determined. But uh, I, I think As I a say, lot of companies would be incredibly lucky to have uh, Erica. She's a wonderful person. Yes. I, I've only chatted with her real briefly, um, usually just in passing, but can't say enough about how nice she seems. Uh, so those are all things that we've seen. And then, interestingly enough... I think I learned out. I learned out. I learned about something new on the Disc Golf Pro Tour via someone else's post uh, with regard to her sponsorship. So Carolina Halstead, out of Idaho, who Yuli was just uh, talking about a little while ago, or that area, uh, had made a post about she wants to go on uh, tour. She has a silver tour card pass, and I was like. 
I didn't know there was a silver tour Thank card. Thank you. Pass. That's what I thought. Th- we knew about the tour card. There is one, and she has it. So uh, is she, she the only one? <laughs> yeah. Like, did did someone like? Let me tell Somebody you. Somebody duped her for just twenty nine ninety nine a month. I can get well, you. Listen, no, no, no. If, no, no. if, you, if you send me four hundred bucks, I'll give you your no. So she said that pass. her hard work has paid off. She has a twenty twenty three uh, tour pass, silver tour pass. Uh, she's excited. Uh, she's stressed out uh, financially. Blah blah blah. But she wants to go on tour and. And uh, she's looking for support through her GoFundMe account. So that's one component. Congratulations oh. to her. However, I then, because of her of her posting that, I was able to do go to the Googles where I see on DGPT.com slash schedule register tour pass. It says, <clears throat> in 2022, the Disc Golf Pro Tour launched the first tour card program for tour players, blah, blah, blah. For 2023, we've built on the initial pilot program, learning from challenges and implementing ideas from tour card holders and the Players Council. That sounds official. We're (laughs) pleased to present version 1.0 of the 2023 tour card program. Please note that as we get closer to 2023 kickoff, there may be updates and so on and so forth. So, um... Yeah, this is, I, I thought I didn't recognize it, and just like you, there's a reason why we didn't, because we didn't know about it. Uh, so that's out there. I'm going to actually put this in the chat while I'm at it, just if anyone else wants to look at it. Uh, please let me know if you guys knew about this. Um, I'm not saying I read every press release. I'm not going to BS anyone and claim that. So this very well might be old news, but until I saw <laughs> Carolina's post saying that she had earned it, I didn't know that it existed. And so I'm learning tonight with you guys is is really what I'm trying to tell you. If I don't get a direct message from uh Mahmoud, I don't I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> he's my he's my form of information. So yes, that's uh out there. Silver not as in older players know, but silver as in um uh, let me, I want to do a little bit, uh, as a pilot program, the silver tour card will be a limited exemption and a benefit and benefit program that allows professional disc golfers who have not qualified for the full tour card program to have limited access to registration and benefits. Just it kind of, to me, I read that as you're like a, the next tier. Mm-hmm. Um, the final details of this program will be separated from the tour card program. Registration for events via the silver tour card will happen separately. The DGPT will issue silver tour cards to 10 MPO and 5 FPO players who do not qualify for their full tour cards on a case-by-case basis from the exemption application, silver cards, blah, 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 in early December. So she she's one of those five, I hope, apparently. I hope they make her wear, like, a giant scarlet letter, and they and all the pros, like, shun her, like, just kind of mean girls kind <laughs> no, of business. come on. She's like, already left-handed. Like, like, she doesn't like I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't sit at this table. You know, you have to sit at the other table. <laughs> no. So, uh, nonetheless, uh, because I uh, am friends with her on Facebook, I saw the post, and I wish her nothing but the best of luck. I just saw her her most recently at the uh, the PLO and uh, it'd be awesome to see her if she's out there on tour uh, sometimes when you do see her out there at some of the big events uh, I know she's pretty good friends with Owen Scoggins you see her rolling in, and if you're an Owen's crew Who, you're in good company if you're rolling with Owen <laughs> you're in good company right so uh, again best of luck so that was something else I saw in the news today. And then other two other quick things that were in the news before we wrap up the regular show. Uh, Ricky Waisaki jumping on the, you know, off-season content, 
uh, train as he should be. I believe Gatekeeper is producing some stuff uh, that worked with Ricky. I think the first set of that started to release yesterday uh, as of 20. Uh, wow. Sorry. December 19th. Uh, is when we started seeing some of that. And then just today, and we glossed over it quickly, uh, we saw some more information released about the Macbeth six-time disc that a lot of people are talking about. Sometimes I wouldn't go out of my way to make a special news announcement for something of that nature, but there's a lot of hype surrounding people that want a Frisbee with six claws instead of five or four. On. I'll buy a bunch of them. I will too, but I know. <laughs> uh, I'm a hoarder. So uh, anyway, well, nonetheless, actually, I, there's a video. It kind of breaks down a little bit of history. There's going to be more videos. I love that they, they go out there and explain it because it doesn't then leave it to, to question or speculation or something dumb that people like us might say. You can just go watch the videos for yourself. So I can very much appreciate that. One last note, uh, this is a little bit more, definitely more local and regional, and it kind of leads to another question, you know, for you guys is if you're familiar with these or have any part of these, but this weekend in Wisconsin here, we had what's called the Wisconsin Disc Sports Association Summit. It's really a collection of six or seven of us uh, guys. A bunch of old guys. (laughs) A bunch of old guys, (laughs) and me not quite as old, Uh, but a collection of us that help I don't want to say we're like the mini PDGA of, of Wisconsin, but I mean, for a lack of a better of analogy, now nah, that not even that's that's even pushing it. Uh, we just kind of help guide guide is a word. Sure. We we help guide or answer things that are happening within Wisconsin disc golf. I'm I was the youngest addition to that board 20 years ago, so we've only gotten older since then. Uh, we did vote in some new board members, which was well overdue, including including adding uh, a couple of women to the board, which is awesome to see. And so we're going to have some fresh uh, fresh perspectives and different perspectives finally added to this group. And I guess my question to you guys is, are you familiar? Do you have something like that in your uh, in your state or region uh, or even region. Yeah. And I, you know, we talked to, you know, to Yuli earlier who talked about, you know, the Charlotte club, that's one club that's we'll say for that area. And clearly it's a massive one and very successful, but is there any kind of state organization or even bigger collective uh, group that oversees maybe all the clubs or is some kind of a resource or an answer. That would be the thing I'd ask of you guys if that happens in your state. And, um, and if you'd find that valuable or not, because I think things like that and, and state based hall of fames are becoming more popular. I think we're starting to see a lot more organization at, at the higher levels, um, which has its pros and cons for sure. So, uh, D. Lillo says, local news in Wisconsin, negative 50 wind chill coming. It is not going Ooh. to be pleasant here for the next few days. And I know a lot of people across the country are getting some nasty weather. There's an Arctic blast. There's an Arctic blast. And it looked like from the, the images that I saw that it was going to it was basically running from Idaho all the way to the East Coast down into Texas, where we're looking at, uh, you know, nothing higher than like 30 degrees. For most places. And for us here, we're looking at single digits with 50 mile an hour winds. Should be a blast. Time I'm going to go get, play some golf. Time to get some golf in. <laughs> yeah. Expose all that skin. Go get some golf. Okay. No skin exposure from this guy. Nobody wants that. We're going to close it out. Nobody wants or needs a longer show. We had Paul Uliberry. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, it was great to get caught up. 
provide lots of insights as we always cover plenty of different topics. Uh, so we appreciate all that. Thank you to all of our regulars who are out here on the board. Stick around because, of course, during the after show, not only are we going to talk more about random things, but we'll also have a giveaway. And we know we got much, some just golf discussion to talk about. We know how much you love giveaways and random discussions. So don't go anywhere. We're going to stand down for just a few moments, take a quick break, reset the show. We'll be right back. You step inside the Smashbox. Thank you to our $2 and above patrons. Your name is listed below in the credits. If you are interested in being listed as a producer in the Smashbox TV credits and supporting this and other fine podcasts, please visit patreon.com slash Smashbox TV. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.